0: You are listening to The Chomp Cast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and swordchomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for our exclusive VIP tier. We have an amazing show today. We are going to rip and tear into the doldrums of summer. Other podcasts might be on cruise control, but no, 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 no. The Chompcast, the one and only Filipino Johnny Depp, has a live rundown, sort of like of QuakeCon that you don't want to miss. It's exclusive QuakeCon coverage that nobody else can offer you, because that's just what we do here. Let me let me tell you that the hot summer heat brings a wave of polls for us to discuss, including the best summer hit song. Can little Wayne lick his way to the top of Old Town Road? A surprise nin appearance. Why didn't anybody? Why didn't anybody get the Dark Link tunic in Breath of the Wild? Our Instagram audience at Swordchomp weighs in on that, among other polls. Weapon durability divides the Swordchomp Instagram community. Um, a lot of these topics this week. As I'm reading this intro, are just. Big topic, so it's it's gonna be a, a really fun show. Our listeners also are surprised that Sky was released. They had no idea that there's a new game on mobile from the creators of Journey, that game company. Um so me and Josh are gonna talk a little bit about that. And to kind of meld into the Filipino Johnny Depps QuakeCon coverage, we ask our Instagram community this important question. Does Doom Need a better narrative to reach its truly hellish potential. Make Mario, not War Doom Guy. Come on. All that and more. Whew, I'm getting tired just reading all this stuff. That's how jam-packed this show is today. Whoo. Let's get some intros. Um as I alluded to, the Filipino Johnny Depp Fish is here. Uh looking forward to your coverage, Fish, of QuakeCon. Um mm-hmm. It's, uh, we we'll just tease our audience a little bit. It's, oh. there's nothing quite like it, right? I mean.
1: Nothing quite like it at all, but it's, it, there will definitely be, of course, that famous fish twist to it. So. <laughs> the, the
2: famous fish. twist. My favorite, twist. favorite garnish in a cocktail is a fish twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's
1: just ringing out to fish over it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you just kind of, just kind of squeeze it between your fingers until s- some of the oils uh, just kind of spritz out over yeah. the. Yeah, you want to make sure it's,
1: mm-hmm. make sure you don't get it. You know, it's heiny, yeah. heinen near the glass. You might squirt. Uh, did, you did you say heiny? On that,
0: say heiny. I did. Heiny.
1: Yes. <laughs> fish a, a fish heiny.
0: <laughs> I love the word heiny. We seldom get to use the word heiny enough. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I used Hi. to say, "You got a nice heiny, babe." Oh, thank you.
2: I I don't think it's ever been appropriate in that context
3: (laughs) unless you're from the 1950s
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but this is going to be a little bit of a shorter intro for Fish because he's he's got a lot to tell us about Um, like you said there's a fishy twist so you don't want to miss it much like the knife he's twisting right into our back on a weekly basis but thanks for being here Fish we love you as always. Um, his first show, he is known as the Filipino Johnny Depp. We don't utter his real name around here because it's not important. Um, from Japan, the one and only Professor Layton joins us, and let me tell you, if you have noticed, um, <laughs> if our if our Twitter was once the headless chicken that fish uses a flashlight, it has now been given its head again and new life. That's right, our Twitter's back in action. Uh, Shay Layton has resuscitated our Twitter. Um, True, two. but there's
3: nothing I can do about that chicken head.
0: <laughs> just, you can't just tape it back on. It doesn't no, work that way. No. <laughs>
1: you know, I'm going to miss, I'm I'm gonna miss that chicken, chicken.
3: itself, But the head Head has no more life in it.
0: I told that joke to my wife before about using a chicken as a fleshlight, and she was really, really not happy about it. So... I made sure to leave it in there. Well, it's not Um, her penis. What does she care? (laughs) That's an old joke, too, Shay. You remember that, Josh and Shay? There was a joke way many, many years ago on a podcast we did where we were joking about uh, keep fucking that chicken. So.
3: I don't remember that. Man, am I the
0: only one who remembers that? Damn it. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Oh. At least you remember the important things.
0: But, uh, Shay, (laughs) yeah, you've been doing a great job. If you noticed, our Twitter is lively and popping now. Shay has been full throttle um yeah on that side so it's been great right meeting a lot of new people having a good time
3: yeah you know like i used uh not to get too much into it. i used to really hate on twitter um didn't like it thought it was a negative cesspool much like other forms of social media i decided to change the narrative um and decided to improve my disposition towards approaching the site and i've met some fantastic people on there And it's been a lot more enjoyable. Like, there are a lot of very kind and supportive people in that community. So, I've been spending a lot of time in there and the Twitch past few months, really trying to build those things up and just meet people and make some real connections with people. So, it's been really nice. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot, been learning a lot about, you know, like social media promotion, advertisement, and just. Honestly, uh, if that's from the business side, but from my personal side, just learning how I can be a positive influence and connect with people more easily. Because I think that's kind of one of the things that you lose by being on the internet all the times. You lose that personability. That's something I've been kind of regaining over this like small adventure. So it's been really nice. I met a ton of genuine people, and I I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So if you don't follow our Twitter, you should At SwordChump on Twitter. Um, we're trying to build it up as well. It's a whole other side of the social media spectrum for us. So you're doing great. Shay. Also, the only real question I had for you on that long um, uh, spiel you just articulated to us is you said negative cesspool. Is there a positive cesspool? Uh, does such a thing exist?
3: I was redundant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. On, just you're right. You shit. It was a bit redundant, but the night, the, I think the nicest thing I'm, looking forward to is um i've been introducing each one of us a different day because i realized that like i have in our bio there's four of us and people kept coming into your guys's twitch streams and we're like hey what's up and you guys don't know who these people are these people are like who the fuck is this person (laughs) you know and so i was like i gotta start introducing these guys um formally and i'm really excited for fishes tomorrow Cause I'm putting this thirst trap picture up, and I know <laughs> we're gonna get some DMs.
0: Thirst I tra- know we're gonna get mm. some DMs. Oh, it's hot. It's summer. You want? You need a drink, baby? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's pour some lemonade on <clears throat> those washboard abs, and uh, it's purified.
1: Oh, uh, Shay, just just go ahead and make sure you you know screen all these. Uh would-be suitors and just pick me out the best one and send them my way
3: hey no problem buddy i mean that's what i'm here for <laughs> you know working up. on the business stuff really really my Secondary. whole point in yeah. life my whole point in operating this twitter and twitch is to find you a girlfriend mm.
1: <laughs> so oh. sweet that's friendship right there yeah. hey i do what i can so, man
0: um uh, there's no natural transition from that josh is here from michigan uh <laughs> joshua fowler the one and only the jimmy rustler as we sometimes call him the space cowboy as well i saw that on twitter recently too um in honor of the great one of the greatest animes of course josh uh i saw so did sky break you this week with the microtransactions is that what happened
2: yeah it's we talked about it last week about not being sure how grindy it was going to be and what the microtransactions were going to be a major detraction from it. Uh-huh. And they are. They are. It's not even... Like, I've not gotten far enough to know if it's going to be super grindy and you're going to need to get that stuff, but the way they're presented is so gross. Just so skeezy. Like, I sent you guys a picture of the new seasonal event that you can get a seasons pass for which why like you don't actually the seasonal events happen whether you buy the thing or not you just get double rewards if you get the thing yeah yeah. which oh hey yeah that's fun and then on top of that you can get it for you and two friends for only 50 percent more so if you bring your extra friends into this game then it's just cheaper for all of you, so why wouldn't you have more friends come and start paying us money? It's just like, it's 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 not the the grindiness, like try to avoid pain type model. It's the trap your friends type thing that just as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Oh, it's Farmville again. What they're they're going with that model, the whole pressure your friends into playing this thing because you spam them constantly about it. And <sighs> Well, but with this, in the context
0: of the game, in theory, it would make sense because it's all about playing with people.
2: Yeah, but isn't
0: well, but it more about thing, playing with strangers?
2: Like that, well, uh, from my experience, yes, you can play with friends easily enough. It's got like a QR code thing, like you send okay. them that and they just it invites them to your game. But uh, like the, the microtransactions part makes all the interactions feel kind of cynical. Like yeah, well that's how they have to make
0: money, right? It's a free game. How else are they gonna make well, money? Well,
2: but they can make money other ways. Like seriously, they they should have just charged for it. Like if they would have charged, like I said, five bucks before. But really, they would People would have bought it. Yeah, yeah. It's the follow up to Journey. Like they could have charged twenty bucks for it, and I would have been okay. Yeah, let's see what else they mm-hmm. made, even if it was on mobile. Yeah. Like.
0: Mm. It's fascinating. It really is, Josh. I mean, that's a great segue, because every Monday we run polls on the Sword Chomp Instagram, and 71% of our audience, Josh, said they had never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. They had no idea Sky was a thing. Um, Despite, you know, a lot of good reviews, and that's just, you know, polling our audience. So, interesting. Yeah. I I kind of feel bad for the developer, because I feel like maybe they had an idea originally to bring this sort of game for everyone to a system for everyone. And then, you
2: know. Well, I mean, like, I get get why they went with this monetization idea, because the whole thing they're going for is, like, a never-ending game, like, always exploring and kind of interacting with other people. And, like, my first day with it, like, I just, like I was telling you before, we just interacted with strangers. Like, let's figure out how to solve these puzzles together. It's a really cool thing, but then the first seasonal event showed up and like as soon as i get into the game it's like hey do you want to buy a season pass for 10 bucks i'm like no I'm like it's cheaper if you get it with your friends i'm like eh, no like it it makes those interactions feel like something that exists just to make them money in order to just be this you know social pressure to to spend um yeah. which Is unfortunate because, like, I've really enjoyed everything they're trying to get across. It's just that the the way it's monetized directly goes against like the story they're trying to tell, the the interactions they're trying to have you experience. Conflicting
0: philosophies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Right to your face. The hard hitting sky. minute. minute. Well, yeah.
3: One thing I want to say. Because I didn't get to play the game because it's iOS only.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: one thing that, like, hearing that you guys didn't end up enjoying it as much because of the microtransactions and stuff, it's so counterintuitive to what their pre- previous iterations were. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Flower, that game was all about the destruction that civilization has caused on the natural world. Yeah. And the natural world taking it back. Yeah. And one of the leading causes of, you know, the construction of civilization and whatnot is organized currency or money, however you want to word it. And so it's in a way, it's kind of counterintuitive that they introduced transactions when they were just preaching, not necessarily preaching, but uh, pushing this idea that civilization is infringing upon nature, this whole man versus nature argument that's going to be there. Until, you know, human the human race dies off. It's yeah. just it's such a perplexing thing to see them infuse into a game.
2: Yeah. Even Journey yeah. was like that. With the whole there are like these dragon looking things that are made out of the They're scarves. They're like scarves. They're kind of the form yeah. of energy in the game, which is just really abstract, which is kind of what they're going to towards. They're not you're trying to trying to make it abstract enough that you don't feel uncomfortable by them judging you. Um but like there are these Dragons that are made out of the scarves, that, like you kind of learned through the story, aren't these naturally occurring things. It's like the society got so greedy that they just needed to collect more and more and more until it kind of became its own unstoppable beast. Yeah. Um, and then their next game, they're, you know, trying to make money off of whales. Yeah. So I'm like, hey. well, a lot of, to be
0: fair though, a lot of people from. I know you didn't like it as much as I did. For me, it was like a masterpiece, but a lot of people, there was a handful of people that went from that game company to, yeah, to a make Giant Abzu. Squid to make, yeah. to make Abzu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I so. think
2: it probably was enough <clears throat> of the people that were a good influence on them. Um, like, I was not a huge fan of Abzu just because the story it was telling. Um, but, like, the game itself was still beautiful, and they told the story well, it just wasn't a story I enjoyed as much. Um... I mean, like even even this one, like it's even even in Sky, they're kind of you have to work together to overcome everything. It's not a dead world; it's a world that you're still interacting with all these other people in. You're still you're exploring it, you're discovering things, and you can't do it on your own. Like in in Journey, you could you could do the whole thing on your own. If someone was there with you, it made it easier, but and and you appreciated them for being there with you through it all. But you could manage on your own if you needed to. You could get through there, and it was like it was a really cool thing. In this one, there's stuff you can't do alone. Like they're they're they're. they're, Since I'm since I've already talked about them, kind of ruining the whole. Let's go into it a little bit more. The since they, like the overarching narrative there is that you can't do it on your own. If you want to accomplish everything you can in life, you need other people. Other people are going to need you, so don't be a selfish bastard. It's a really cool thing they're getting across. Like, all my interactions with other players were really cool on that first day. Like, I just, I met other people just kind of wandering around, exploring the world. It was really cool. And then my second day with it, which was like a week later, was after the event had started and they started. And like, the first thing, as soon as you start the game, is that whole seasons pass they try to give you. And they give you quests to do during like they have the daily quests. So you can get extra stuff. Yep. And they're, they're daily quests that involve you to interact with other people. Like give, give a friend a high five. Do. And and it's like, it reframes all those interactions as instead of being something you're doing to help each other out, something a little money grubby. Yes, it does. Like it feels like it could. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, Yeah. Because
0: you need, because encouraging you to spend money to get your friends involved, but you also need people to do things, so there's a little bit of a, Mm -hmm. you know, vicious cycle there, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly, and it just, because of that context to all those interactions you're having with everyone else, it recolors how you see all those interactions that you've had with with strangers there. Like, Well, this is what I
0: was saying last week, Josh, if it had just been released on the Switch, and me and you and Fish could fly around together and solve these weird puzzles, I think it'd be awesome. And and I like that's the reason I uninstalled it was just I think the game is really cool. I just I like buttons. Like mm. Mario Super yeah. Mario Run was an aberration for me because it just involved me tapping the screen. I didn't I yeah. just don't like those fake screen buttons. They're just not for me. You know. Yeah,
2: they don't they don't really cut it. Granted there's not a lot of precise platforming in the game, so it doesn't really matter, but it's it, it's not. There's good. not yeah. It just
0: feels weird mm-hmm. to me. I just not a fan. But um but yeah, so it's if they it had just been something we could have played together yeah. and on like a... I I just, yeah, they I wish I could have just paid 20 and...
2: bucks for it and been done. That way yeah. it would not have tainted all those experiences I was having. Because it's weird. I it's loved weird. my first day with it. I thought it was going to be a game that I just adored for the rest of the year, just kept playing yeah. here and there. You were all about it, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, just the way they Specifically reframed. Specifically
0: for you, too, because yeah. you love Journey a lot more mm-hmm. than I did. But for you in particular, it was an extension of exactly what you liked about Journey, really, yeah. in many ways.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's heartbreaking, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, to the 71% of our audience that haven't heard of it, there you go. Probably maybe not waste your time yeah. with it. It's <laughs> unless still you're gorgeous. Okay
2: like, if you, if you want to go sh- see what can be done on a phone, it's still worth, you know, Just installing, getting a couple screenshots with. <laughs> messing around yeah. with strangers but yeah like just the way yeah, yeah.
0: uh by the way i'm general mountain time here uh morgan from montana and i want to say that I knocked that one right out so that worked that worked out great <laughs> it worked out great um i this show in particular is fun because it was really pole heavy which is actually good because the um, a lot of accidental i'm really pole spawns, heavy
3: <laughs>
1: A lot of accidental topics. And fish is polite. Mm.
2: (laughs) A lot of accidental
1: topics. I'm a very polite person.
2: Less than 100 calories.
0: Oh! Oh! Fish came back with a good one. Did you hear that?
2: He did. He Mm -hmm. did. I'm impressed. I am a polite person. That was
0: nice. (laughs) Mm. Thinking on your feet there. Must be the heat. The heat's affecting him in a positive way, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's like a computer overheating.
2: We got got fish overclocked over there sitting in this Uh sweltering closet. His body's going into, what is that, fight or flight? And so it's got to be really (laughs) 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 away.
1: That might be an influence on, yeah, my behavior right now because, yeah, my AC's out here in Texas, so... I'm enduring, you know, Texas. Oh, nice heat.
0: burp! Who the hell was that? That was like an amazing burp. I thought it was muted. Oh my god!
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow,
0: that was legendary
3: shit. <laughs> oh no, so that's got to get edited out. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yes. I, feel I would so have, bad. but we
2: acknowledged it, so now it stays.
3: <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> I thought
1: yeah, I was man. muted. I have, <laughs> right I have the egg burps right now. I had eggs this morning, it's so I <laughs> egg burps. Egg burps? Excuse me, <laughs> egg farts. What the fuck are egg burps? I get both.
0: <laughs> I get both. Oh, wow. Said egg burps like it's I'm a I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I've heard of fishy burps, but I've never heard of egg burps. <laughs> but, um, mm. Like, when I used to take fish oil, people would be like, fish oil burps. You know... But- you
3: mm. know- you know what's sad is the the first podcast we did. I did that one time, and this whole time we've done this podcast. I've done a really good job being conscientious of never burping while we're live. <laughs> I managed to make it for three years not doing that. I still I remember the first
0: time you did it too because you were new to our podcast, and we just we, we were being friendly. We just made a joke about it, and Josh was like, yep. "Thanks, Reuben," who um, yep. was from Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, yeah for burping. So <laughs> it just it's like one of your first shows where it was like, oh this new guy, he's gonna burp on our podcast. Um but no, it was it was fine. It was it was it was quaint. Uh anyways, yeah. no was, <sighs> Jesus Christ, now I'm totally gone. Um what I was gonna say was <laughs> as we transitioned into the topic of the show, a lot of mini topics spiraled, but Fish was going to QuakeCon, Uh I got some feedback from our listeners about where they I got into a big Twitter spat, a friendly spat with Richmeister one of our friends and the podcast, it wasn't even a spat. Me and Richard, so like friendly with each other. It's, it's, it wasn't even a spat, but, um, we were both going back and forth on doom because somebody had an article about how doom is, is really great, but it's kind of just a one trick pony and it can be exhausting for people, you know, like for me, if you guys remember listening to my criticism of the original doom, it was just, I think it's awesome, but it's just like this one thing over and over again. And I just, it wore me out. um, So, uh, there's a couple things. Today, I picked up Doom, by the way, released on the Switch. It was a surprise release. Doom 1, 2, and 3 are now on PS4, Xbox, and Switch, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought Doom 1 for $5 and played it before the show on my Switch, which is pretty badass. Um, Not gonna lie. It is a little weird with the joystick controls because if you remember playing Doom on like SN uh Super Nintendo or something, it's meant to be a little more twitchy with a mouse, but you know it's kind of jolty with a joystick or the original D pad. Mm-hmm. Um, the joystick on the Switch is kind of the same way. Like you feel like he should be moving a little more than he is, but it works fine. It works. Um, it's just cool because I I have a fondness for those original Doom games from my childhood. And five dollars is the right price, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and and three, I never played. I, three Doom, three, I never tried. So
2: I don't think I ever got around to three either, unless I put it at someone else's house. But yeah, never, never played through the whole campaign.
0: It was controversial at the time because it was heavily relying on the use of a flashlight. Well, for some reason, people were upset about. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And it was on the Xbox, and I remember people just. I think it was leaning more into survival horror than what they wanted from. That's my takeaway from a, an outside observer. Um, yeah. Be fun to try well, that would it, though, be a now.
2: completely different thing than going from an arena shooter to a horror game. So a little
0: bit more. of a, Yeah, yeah, more of a. I would love to just because they're so cheap. Before the new Doom comes out, if I can play Doom two and three, and then like kind of get a semblance for the franchising, that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But. Um, rambling aside, Fish went to QuakeCon. Doom is in the air right now. I just had to give people the Doom minute there. Maybe we'll play some more of the Switch Mm -hmm. ones. And Fish, yes, there's a fishy twist. So grab that salmon and squeeze it above your salad because Fish got excited, jumped in his car, drove to QuakeCon about 45 minutes away from his home near Dallas, Texas, and he was excited about going to his first con. That's right. He didn't know a lot about it. Just knew where it was, did a little research. And Fish, mm-hmm. you showed up to QuakeCon on Thursday morning. And I did.
1: Um So I don't know if this is how all cons conventions go for, you know, gaming related, but um Quakecon is fucking a very huge convention. Um and that first day there was a lot of people. Um and they had this thing that was very big. Um Or it it seems big um, because it's bring your own computer there. And they had like this big, big hall that, um, not a hallway, but like a big uh, area where there was just tables lined up down rows and aisles. And it's called a land party. uh, (laughs) Pretty much. But not quite because there was like literally hundreds of people bringing their own computers to the convention to the certain area and they could play video games and it was the weirdest thing like seeing everybody set up uh computer setups and seeing all these different people um just different walks of life pretty much and um they were all just there playing different games like i bumped into this guy um waiting in line to get into um the exhibition uh area um, uh, which was kind of empty as well, um, and i i got to talk to him and i was like hey what are you here for and he's like oh i'm just with a bunch of friends and i was like oh cool what game are you play and he's like destiny 2 and i was just what like the <laughs> what the fuck i was kind of weirded that out i was is... like okay you're playing destiny 2 at a QuakeCon. i was like oh okay so you're playing competitively or something he's like no just playing with friends here i was like okay. And I was like, are you not from around here? Is, are you just visiting friends? He's like, no, I live here. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is a bit strange, but like, it all made sense to me once I got in there. Cause like, it was, it was like this whole nother culture of like gaming at a convention where you can bring your own, uh, desktops and laptops or whatever you, whatever you game on, uh, pretty much. Like I said, se- I've seen people, I saw people, like, projecting their games, using projectors, and projecting their games on the walls uh, if they were, like, near the end tables and whatnot, and I thought that was really fucking cool. Some of them just had, like, memes going on, like, um, that one meme of Gandalf just, like, nodding his head up and down, like, that was just, like, constantly playing off of one projector, and I was just like, oh, this is just fucking strange, um walking past what that type the, of stuff.
0: that's so weird
1: it, it was very weird and like everybody was just like almost playing like all all sorts of different games like but i thought
0: why? I, why, why you were there why do you think people would go to this con specifically about a brand of game or a developer to play other games in a giant group i just don't
1: uh, get it i i think it's kind of like a community type of thing i think a lot uh, i i've seen a lot of people that were like um uh, maybe they grew uh, up with Twitch Twitch or something well like well that. some people were well yeah um i'll get to that as well but um a lot of people were streaming as well so like streaming okay. from a con you know their fans may like that uh they're in a different setting instead of you know just their house and stuff like that so um stuff like that, and, like, there's kind of, like, a community there where you can converse with people, where, um, I felt like the odd man out, though, because, like, I didn't have my PC there, or, I Wait, you didn't
0: bring your little, uh, porn virus-fueled <laughs> laptop that I set you <laughs> set that up in there, mm-hmm. no?
1: Yeah, that thing doesn't even play video games, it's <laughs> only good for podcasting at this it point. They could, could play the original
0: Doom, could be, you could play the original Doom. There you Doom, go, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were just kind of like, hey, this is cool, um, yeah.
1: Uh, it was definitely cool. Um, the, the the odd thing about it, though, as, like, just an observer uh, walking around, um, I tried uh, on different occasions to kind of, like, strike up a conversation with people, but they were so into their video games, and, like, I would sit behind a person, and this sounds creepy, but, like, I was just trying to, like, socialize with a, a certain people, and, like, I was just sitting behind a person trying, play, yeah. playing a video game, you know, and I was just like, okay, he's eventually going to be like, Oh, what's this guy doing? hanging, Hovering around me. No, he was just a, a intently playing overwatch. And I was just like, okay, I guess I, uh, <laughs> I guess I just feel like I, I felt like the odd man out at that point for not bringing my own computer. But that was just one section of the, um, convention. There was like many different, uh, places that uh, apparently weren't even set up and ready on Thursday which was a bummer because I was looking forward to like all of the exhibit, exhibitions like the demos game demos the swag like they didn't even have like really swag um booths up like it was more of just like sponsors trying to like uh sell um you know gaming com- or components and stuff like that so I so have the, a
3: quick question.
1: Yeah. So you,
3: you there are people selling a bunch of stuff there. Did you buy a bootleg Doom fleshlight?
1: <laughs> See that falls <laughs> under the category For of five BFG!
3: Rip and tear. <laughs> that big fucking What what would the G be? Not gun. Um, big fucking uh mm. genitalia. Oh, What's oh, the genitalia! There
0: you go. I like oh. how you stalled the
3: wait for that. You already yeah, knew what you were going got... to say.
0: God damn it! Did he? <laughs> did he? Or did he pull that out at the last second? I don't know. <sighs> I was going to say. I was going to say big fucking gagger,
3: but I'm <laughs> big fucking. Huh? Well, that's just violent.
0: Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to be a little gagger. Let's <laughs> little gagger. That's a new. That's the next rapper. Little Nas X, little Wayne, little
3: Gagger. Yeah, I'm little
0: Gagger. Bring you another
3: fat beat. Really I don't short. know why he's got that accent, but he's gonna do it
0: anyway. My chode's gonna make you cry. All right, gonna so. Gonna make and, you suck on this chode, um, and then you go down that road of turning this
3: podcast off because I don't know why the host is rapping. He's okay with uh,
0: leaving that in, but not the bird. Yeah, that God. one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, that's a good... Fuck, Jesus Christ. Okay, so Fish, the twist. The fishy twist was, you showed up to your first con, but
1: mm-hmm. the
0: con wasn't really set up yet.
1: Yeah, and that was a big bummer to me. I realized that, like, the exhibition hall was closed off. Um, they were still setting up a lot of stuff, apparently. Um, I did get a peek in there, and what I saw was pretty fucking badass. Like, I saw, like one of the um enemies from Doom, like in life size, just like standing there in like a red glow and I was just like, Oh my god, like why isn't that open up to me? And it was just like some people like opening up a door and like closing it and I just got like a small little peek into it there and I was just like, Oh man, that's that's a con that I, I kinda wanna experience. That that's what I thought I was gonna be experiencing, but um it turned out to be a little different. Um wasn't what I was expecting, but um then again it wasn't done. So, um, You mean
3: you mean you didn't know that you were supposed to bring your own computer to game with other people in Silence
0: Fish? I
3: mean, that's <laughs> why people are paying well, ticket prices. I,
0: the weird thing about QuakeCon <sighs> mm-hmm. is it's like a part con like that where everyone gets together for like a massive land party thing, but it's also part convention, right, where you can mm-hmm. go there for like um keynotes and reveals, like there's going to be some yep. new game doom footage they revealed today. So Right. It's it's a weird thing, and it's not necessarily as big as a lot of like as like packs or anything like that. But it's it's got its devout following because there's people that just go there to game. But the kind of person that's just going to go there, like I, I guess it's hard for me to wrap my mind around. But there's just something about the community, I guess, where if you live in the area, we take your computer down to the convention room. Just kind of lock in there and nerd out, and then maybe go get some beers or check out some other stuff there. But it yeah. just seems like a lot of work to game in a weird setting. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to me.
1: Yeah, it, it did seem weird. Like, people would leave their computers, and, like, I was thinking to myself, man, you know, if... if I'm gonna like, steal... You so were like,
0: I'm gonna steal this guy's computer.
1: No, no, not me, <laughs> but I was thinking, like, man, somebody... If somebody's crafty enough and sneaky enough, they can, they can you know, pilfer one of these, uh, desktops or something like that, and, um, I, I did notice, like, some people actually put their desktops on top of racks, um, just, like, uh, way up above where their gaming area was, I don't know if it was, like, uh, save space, or to actually, like, put it up in the air so that, like, anybody around noticed that somebody's fucking with a computer that they notice isn't the owner of it, um, could tell, um, and it seems like they had that under control, like, I don't know exactly, because I was just there for, like, five, uh, four hours, I believe? Yeah, four, about four hours there. Um, but, yeah, I didn't notice, like, they, they do do bag checks and stuff like that as you enter and leave, as well, the area, mm-hmm. um, so, um... It looks like they're very stringent on that and making sure that people's valuables are safe and that they can enjoy the con um, away from their computer as well. So. Typical
0: Fish, just thinking about the pilfering and the thieving.
1: Oh, I was uh, just worried for these people. Like yeah, I was no, I worried. Was I was just, just I was like, wow. I, li- so- I
0: like how he's trying to attribute
3: that to you, Fish, but he literally finished your sentence for you when you were telling the story. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who suggested the pilfering and stealing, but now he's prescribing it to you. Hmm.
0: Yep. that's how it works Shay. I, I'm prescribing <laughs> these things to fish I'm I'm adding them to his personality trait chart he's, he's a custom you, character you're
3: basically building fish into your own image of what you want him to be
0: it's a beautiful mm-hmm. image I think um <laughs>
3: Small dick steals <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> the Filipino Johnny off. Depp, yeah.
3: It's Huge bicep,
0: image. micro penis, pilfering computers from cons. I <laughs> <laughs> just it goes on and on. Uh, but um, we're gonna catch up with Fish more next week because he's gonna try and go tomorrow and get mm-hmm. some good stuff. I was telling him today there actually is a keynote thing at eleven o'clock in the morning. He can go to about Doom, which yep. would be interesting to talk about. He might get to play Doom early, and then maybe some other stuff
1: hopefully yes hopefully Shwag. i can play hopefully
0: what's the hopefully you worried it might be too busy you might not get
1: in uh, i'm worried it might be too busy and um i'm also worried that i might not be able to wait in line as long for to actually play it so um you got um, it
3: fish you got and social anxiety uh
1: not so much because as much as i the, bring your well, switch yeah, I thought about doing that actually. Um but everybody has their PC. It's just like, oh, that's kind of odd. Oh,
0: you're worried they're gonna PC shit you? <laughs> look at this guy with a Switch. He's, he's not on our by, level. Look at this fucking pussy with his fucking <laughs> Switch. Oh, what a pussy. He's never gonna have sex. Look at him. What, what a fucking, fucking loser. loser. <sighs> um, look at him
3: with his fucking ugly ass Switch. Those green and pink Joy Cons. What a fucking loser. Mm, he's
0: got this PC envy. Man, PC gamers can be scary, though, sometimes. They get their big rigs, and they get... Look at Josh. He's the scariest person we know. And he's all about scary his Scary behind that
3: keyboard, man. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they are fucking demons. PC people are about power. With my yeah.
2: blue fingernails clacking away. <laughs> oh, most you gotta watch are. out. They will
0: shame you like no one has ever <laughs> shamed you before. Have you ever seen Frieza, Josh? Purple fingernail.
2: <laughs> <man. laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, Fish, honestly, I am excited. When you go back tomorrow to yeah. talk uh, more about next week.
1: Yeah, it looks like everything on Saturday will be up and running, and looks like the convention will be at 100% sure. and in full swing. So, you know um, what you can do,
0: Fish? If you get Doom on your Switch, if anyone gives you shit, you just flash your Switch and say, I'm playing Doom, motherfucker, at DoomCon. Uh, right, because right. yeah. I guarantee you, now that they dropped that today, there's going to be a lot of people playing Doom on their Switch at that con, probably. Because that was a secret drop today. So, Mm -hmm. I would guess you'll see more.
1: Well, they also had, like, a a computer area where, um, if you didn't bring a computer, you can actually just, like, uh, play on a computer that was provided by one of their sponsors, and I tried that out, and they have preloaded games on there, and one of the preloaded games on there was actually Doom, um, along with uh, the new Wolfenstein Youngblood, so Mm. I got to try out that game as well.
0: First Um, impressions! Wolfenstein, before it was released on the streets.
1: Uh, I think it is released, though. I think they released it...
0: You played it before it was released. It released last night at midnight, alright? Oh, did they? Mm
1: Mhm. Oh, wow. Okay, I feel a little special now, but um, yeah, the game is interesting because you have to play that game in co-op. Like, there's no... It didn't seem like there was any other way to play that game, so... Um the two twin sisters have to work together, and um there's a lot of like mechanics involving you and um uh your the other player working together on pulling down switches, which wasn't fun at first, and I don't know if that's gonna evolve into like um that type of cooperation where your one player is you know holding down it, it seemed more like. Oh, there's two players and let's just lock this door and make it to where one one player's character is holding open the door while the other character squeezes through and holds Pretty open basic the basic stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it was kind of lame in that regard, but um the story beats um I didn't get to see that much because I only they they only give you an hour um to play on those uh on those uh PCs that were free to the public. Um But within that hour, like, I was playing with some random person online and um, got to, like, the first boss, I believe, which... Was it mouse and keyboard? Yes, mouse and keyboard. Did it it
0: feel good, look good, and everything?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer that I was playing on was really good, and it ran that that game uh, very well. It ran smooth, and um, the graphics were actually pretty good, too, um, uh, considering it was just, like, open to the public, so... Uh, but it it does indeed feel like, you know, Wolfenstein, New Colossus, uh, type of gameplay doesn't look like they changed up much of it. Um, you still pick up, like, health, health and armor. Like, you manually have to pick that up. You can't just run over it. Um, it does look like, uh, I'm not sure if it was like this in New Colossus. I can't remember, but, um... Uh, if you do run over like uh, guns that the enemy drops, and you have that particular gun, you automatically do pick it up. So um, it's weird that they works. didn't
0: change everything because even the original Doom that I was playing today, you mm-hmm. pick up everything you run over. I'm surprised they didn't want to adjust that.
1: You know, uh, I think it's always been like that in Doom, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it has. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I wonder why because I don't think anybody really enjoyed that. It's weird that they right stick to their guns on that like this is the way yeah. wolfenstein is yeah you know?
1: yeah and they do you know like make a graphic for the helmet that drops off a nazi that you can essentially walk up to and pick up and that makes sense but like if you can just like you know skip that whole have to pick it up you know in the heat of battle like it just makes it more streamlined in, in that regard instead of just like having to you know, kind of fish around, yeah. look down or make sure or watch for the button prompt to show in that you can pick it up while you're, you know, fighting other enemies. So um that is a shame that they didn't streamline that, but um I did see one cutscene with the sisters. Um and so it's set in the eighties and I I it's just an hour of it, but um I saw this one cutscene where the sisters I don't wanna really ruin it but if you're dead set on this game on playing it and experiencing it um it seems like it has you know kind of the same story beats as new colossus um but it's the dynamic of these two sisters which um i'm not sure is for everybody and mean it, it didn't seem like it it seems like it, they could falter as far as like telling a really good story or, like, a really absurd story that's, like, really enjoyable as well for the Well,
0: the player, reviews but... of so far, Fish, have been, like, people have just been saying they're fine characters, but they're not super interesting, and there isn't, like... Like, the yeah. last Wolfenstein had a wide variety of weird-ass characters, and this one right. supposedly does not. So...
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Just... Yeah, you meet up with, like, some doctor and, like, um... Uh her assistant who seems to who's a mute um and you come there with like um some lady that the twins know as well um coming in there but uh apparently both those twins never killed a nazi before um and there's a scene there's a cut scene where they actually get their first kill and um it, it was a bit absurd and funny and comical uh, at least for me at least and i got a chuckle out of it, but. Um, yeah, they they end up, like, sneaking up on this one uh, unsuspecting Nazi. One of them distracts him, and the other one shoots him in the head, and, like, his brain explodes all over the other character, and the other one just, like, falls over and pukes and starts laughing, and the other one's just, like, grossed out, and, like, she spits up part of a Nazi brain out of her mouth, and, like, they, they both just start giggling about it. It was, it was like, this weird... <sighs>
0: It was, like, childish kind of a thing. Yeah, right? it was
1: very childish, and it seemed like they were kind of building on what their relationship is like. Um, and um, I thought it was neat, but, like, I'm very curious to see how far that uh, dynamic between those two sisters goes. And, um... It, yeah.
0: Well, well... I think we, especially some of us, ending up renting it. That's why I'm going to stop you there. But also because right. uh, we're going to launch right into. Uh, by the way, tomorrow Fish is mm-hmm. going to get part two of that. So next week, don't miss it. The Filipino Johnny Depp will be getting redemption.
1: Yes, hopefully, that Quake- quick on. Yeah, hopefully, actually get to you know talk to some people because like. That's one thing, like, I really wish I went there with somebody, at least, so I can, like, kind of converse with them, you know, and feel like I'm part... Just not alone, wandering yeah, around, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... That is,
0: that is rough about... Yeah. it's Where are your friends, Fish? Oh, wait, I can't... Hit... I don't really have any friends that live around me here, either. All my friends right. live in other fucking countries or other states. Exactly. So who am I gonna say?
1: That's why I'd like to go to, like, E3 and stuff like that with you guys. Uh, I'm yeah.
3: I'm impressed that you think we're friends.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: We're just that's, business uh, that's quite a reach, associate.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Thanks, um, employee. <laughs> so, on on the Doom note, um, and the conversation me and Rich had on Twitter, I asked our audience: uh, Will Doom Eternal elevate the lore and narrative of Doom? Does it need to? Okay, so some are going to be fast and furious, and then I want to get you guys' thoughts. Fish had a nice. We um, get fish the spot like this. That was nice. Good job, fish. It was a good attempt. You know, you tried your best, and life fucked you. It happens. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Life, I well, life, <laughs> it's been a while. In yeah. hindsight, I should have. You know,
0: you get a cut on your dick, and life just squeezed a lemon on it. So <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> probably from the chicken. That's probably what happened. Um, a little rough on there. But next week we'll get them. We'll get them. All right, just um, keep fucking
1: that chicken. Apparently, I'm
0: gonna be. I'm gonna. That's the, when life gives you headless chickens, you just keep fucking them. Uh, so when uh, tomorrow I'm gonna promote it. That's up. going on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the headless chicken fleshlight. Oh God, we're the worst podcast. Um, so. <laughs> I will be promoting it tomorrow when you're out there. Um, just say, hey, Fish is at QuakeCon right now. If you're there for some reason, stop by, grab a selfie. Some people were getting pictures with, like, Todd Howard and shit today. So if you see anybody famous, Fish, yeah. grab some photos. That was
3: cool. I don't know who Todd Howard is, but I know who a nice Filipino Johnny Depp is, and I'm sure he's shit gonna get a few pictures with that motherfucker. Goddamn right. Yeah, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. So does Doom need a more a bigger narrative? I'm gonna fly through a bunch here. All right. So Daniel of DC said no need. Doom is Doom. Naaman said as long as the action is nonstop, the story is secondary. Doom is the epitome, uh, epitome. Sorry, uh, epitome. The epitome of dumb fun. Epitome. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! You tried it might be so the hard.
3: Mesotome. N-
0: no, no. I, I, I just probably read it wrong because the, of the baffle ways. tome? Yeah, I... the Hadro uh, Tome, <laughs> Uh epitome of dumb fun. I'm sorry. That sometimes pity book. never. Here's the thing: when sometimes you're reading comments, you just get like very reedy, and I try not to do that. But in this case, they trick. Uh
3: huh. Yeah, that's it. Um, I get reedy all the time. walk that one
0: back. Keep mm-hmm. fucking that chicken. All right. Uh, Re- Reverend Rock and Roll said, "I believe that Doom Eternal will." There's a ton of, um information in the first one if you felt like reading the shitty font for hours did you guys dig into all the lore in the first one because I did not am I missing something
2: there's not a lot there you kind of get it just from playing through the story like as far as I mean there's deeper stuff there if you read all the uh, like logs you find and stuff but it's all mm-hmm. basically uh, late stage capitalism is literally inviting hell to earth so they can squeeze more money out of us like there's not a lot to it it's it's very literal yeah Mm -hmm.
3: okay yeah it's Um, it's kind of it's kind of like um it's kind of like the level of into the breach actually where it's just like there's a little bit there if you want more to be there that's up to your imagination to kind of fill in the blanks but i mean what what little is there it's very in your face, very literal.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is it might be Fish's story of the year this right. Mm. Um,
3: that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, that was a good band 15 years ago. Oh yeah,
0: there we go. Until the
3: day about... I <laughs> die,
0: <laughs> I spill my
1: heart for you,
0: What's <laughs> for you. All right, uh, that was your emo second. Let's see here. Danny P58 <laughs> I had to give it to you guys. I had to give it to you once. I'm sorry. Oh, we have a phone call I here from I'm gonna Danny give it P. to you. Danny P518 says it probably won't, but I don't think it needs to. Action movies won't win Oscars, but they're fun to watch. Now, Danny P just did a Skype session with us right before the podcast. So if you would like a one-on-one Skype session with all four of us, which is actually four-on-one now that I think about it, um <laughs> You should sign up patreon.com slash swordchomp um, for a four-on-one. That sounds real mm. dirty. Uh, get your four-on-one here. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, um, a, it's, a PG, it's a PG visual. It's a R R-rated audio. Yes. Mm. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Very. Um, but that's true. Patreon.com slash swordchomp uh, VIP tier, but also $20 patrons get Skype sessions, and they're a lot of fun. So that was a lot of fun, Danny um day mike said probably not and honestly probably not so he thinks that it doesn't need it and it probably won't elevate um here's a good one mike Matsiko says yes and no the 2016 doom had lots of deeper narrative for those who wanted to find it we already talked about that you guys disagreed a little bit about deeper narrative um so here's my question to you guys if i guess in a perfect world for me I... Why do... Maybe I'm alone in this, so you guys tell me how you feel about this. When I come away from something like Bloodborne or the Dark Souls games that don't have a lot of external narrative, but I get more from, like, the idea of the world and the lore, is that just me? Like, what is it about those games that leave me more captivated that maybe Doom is not providing?
2: Well, there's more to captivate you there. Um, especially the From Software games. Um... They're some of the very few games that will leave you with a cryptic story these days. Mm -hmm. Basically, everyone else will spell it out for you by the time you're done. Their games have this really deep world without all the pieces filled in. um, Yeah. I want all
3: my pieces filled in.
2: Well, yeah, there's there's something to be said for having all pieces just as full as they can get. Oh, but- I, I
3: like them overflowing mm. Really Wow <laughs> No I, I agree with you Josh I think part of that though is kind of like Where our culture is at now Like people are very Myself included are very impatient You know like when I'm playing a puzzle game Sometimes I'm like fuck I don't want to sit here And try and figure this out I just want to get to the next place mm-hmm. So sometimes if I get too stuck I look it up and I think the important thing is as long as you're creating like this narrative environment where the narrative can unfold by the person playing the game. I think that's, I think that's just as good as spelling it out. And in some situations like a bloodborne uh-huh. or an into the breach, it's even better. That narrative yeah. environment allows for people to build a story they want to build.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a G Magno 1985 here said. I will say it won't elevate, uh, but maybe it needs to? <laughs> um, and I guess, and this is what I want to talk to you guys about, because my stance is this. I think Doom is awesome, but I feel like if it balanced, let's put it this way. It doesn't need to have a super cinematic story. I'm not asking that. people. I think there's a misconception that I'm trying to change Doom. I don't want to do that. All I'm saying is, for, and especially watching the Doom Eternal stuff, they might actually be heading in this direction. So that's a good thing. When I see like that giant boss with the big axe swinging at you at the end of that trailer, or some of the other weird new creatures of the world and stuff, I feel like they could evoke some of the things that the From Software games do, while also being over the top and dumb fun. I feel like you can do that. I know it's it can be I done. I think
2: they could. I mean, if they wanted to give some sort of story behind all the demons there, it's easy enough to do that. But again, I feel like that's just not what they've wanted to do. It's always been kind of, like, futuristic, but, you know, demonic. Like, you you look at all their other stuff, and it's been, you know, like, really industrial, kind of grungy, Uh uh, supernatural stuff. And the demons are there kind of because of, you know, how much we've screwed up as a society. And so that's kind of been the interesting thing. Like, man, we've we've taken things so far that we've summoned literal demons into our world because we were just, you know, so short-sighted. Yeah. Um, it's And so they've not really put a f- lot of a focus on the demons mm-hmm. themselves because they've just kind of been, you know, the thing that destroys us, and that, that doesn't really matter so much as that they're there to destroy us. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they could if they wanted to. There's When
0: the morality of that is interesting, right? The idea of a society degenerating to that place Mm -hmm. where we're causing our undoing through this rift that we're creating of literally having... You could play with that in interesting ways while still, you know...
2: Yeah, they kept it so generic in the last one, though, that there's not really anything to grab onto. Like, they have these, like, awkward corporate-speak jokes in there. Like that just don't really work because you aren't given, those, okay. given the stakes going on at the time, like that, that, that's supposed to be the joke. Like there's corporate speak going on about how you interact with demons and that's ha ha. Just, just saying that gives you all of the joke. Like I've, I've literally ruined all of it. Like the execution does not elevate it. Anything beyond that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I,
0: And, and you know, I think they could, Josh. I do, because look at it this way. The first Doom, even to by their standards, was a surprise. That thing was mm-hmm. in development forever. No one thought that Doom game was going to take off like it did, even being Doom. Yeah. So that's why I love sequels. Every All eyes are on this game. The, the, they know that everyone's going to want to play it. It's a, it's a different beast. And usually those games can be very interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I hope. My my thought is I think Doom Eternal could get there. They could, because I mean, maybe. Sequels...
2: But I think the reason the first one succeeded was because of the gameplay. So I don't think that's what they're going to focus on. Going to the second one, like the gameplay. Why, why so can't they do both?
0: Though, so, yes. I'm just saying, why can't you do a little bit of both? Why does it have to be just one? Like we're so focused on the gameplay, we don't have time for yeah. the story. A lot of great games can do both.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. No, just, I'm not saying know, they or... can't. But I'm just saying, like as far as what their priorities are going to be going into it. I don't know. I don't see them giving it an awful lot of time, really.
0: Maybe if they could just find a way to make the world and those things you read more interesting, that could be enough. Like, I want to leave Doom and, like, want to go to Reddit. Like, when me and Fish are addicted to a game, well, you guys know how this... You go to Reddit, you're, like, learning about weird shit, you know? Like, when you're into it, like, I want to leave Doom and just be like, well, that was, instead of just being like, that was fun, I killed a lot of shit, I want to be like, damn, was fucking awesome, but I also kind of want to learn more about that weird guy with the axe yeah. in the swamp. or You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's my personal dream. I'm not trying to impose that on anyone. No, I, I think that around.
2: sounds cool. I just don't... We'll see. We'll see when it comes out, but I just don't feel like that's the direction that they would focus.
0: Care. You just don't think they feel the way I feel about it. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Armor5Series said, The narrative of 2016 Doom wasn't what made it great, so there's no need for lore dumps. I will say this. As good as that game was, it wasn't any of our favorite game of the year, and you know what? I feel like most people felt that that game was a fantastic one-trick pony. I mean, what's going to elevate something like Doom to make you guys' favorite games of the year? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, let's say a high, a high spot on your game of the year list. What do you need? You know, that's that's what I think about when I think of Doom.
1: Well, the thing is with like Doom, uh, the 2016 one is like the gameplay was the the main set. It was at the forefront uh, where playing that was just like an experience that you just totally enjoyed, and then the music as well in that game. Um, also, accented yeah. that very well, and I enjoyed both of those things to where the music just, was
0: incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing I should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that they don't need to fuck with.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't. And like those two were enough to like get me really into the game. Granted, I didn't finish the game, but like the time I had with it, like I totally enjoyed it. Like, well, there
0: you go. Why didn't you finish it? Why didn't you finish
1: it? I I didn't feel like. Well, the thing is, like I. Honestly, I can't pinpoint exactly Something was missing. Yeah, something was missing, missing, but I I just can't quite put my finger on it. It
2: wasn't narrative. It was the level design. Wasn't very good in the first one at all.
0: It is possible that narrative wasn't the reason, like, that we got burned out on it, you know? Yeah, like, some of
1: the exploration and, like, finding keys and stuff like that, and, like, certain puzzles, like, felt like almost like they popped out of nowhere at times Mm -hmm. for me at least and like like yeah i could see that like maybe being a slight deterrence for me but um yeah it seems like that just two great things like the gameplay was phenomenal like shooting in that game and like killing enemies just felt so fucking great you know for a first person shooter like and it ran so well like it was it did get a little computer. repetitive,
0: though. Maybe it, maybe it uh, does. more enemies will help that?
1: Uh, Like, differing enemies? Yeah. Like, But, it, like, well, even when I got to yeah. hell and bought, like, new enemies, like, it felt great and, like, it was, like, this new experience. And then, like, it kind of, like, sl- quickly slowed down after mm-hmm. that, after you yeah. see them again. Yeah, because yeah, you, you a go few, back. There were a few yeah. spots
2: there where they didn't give you enough new stuff. Um... Like near the end, like you're saying, when you said, once you get to hell, you start getting a few more like the floating demons, like those, those big one-eyed yeah. guys yes, that yeah. really change up the flow of combat because they're just super long range and will just mm-hmm. mess you up. They needed more, like really, I think they could have added those too. in more about, bosses. you know, halfway through the game sooner than they did and yeah. then added in like, I don't know four more other enemies on top of that once you finally got to hell and everything and that would have been about enough to make it a little less repetitive. But again, I still think that like a lot of it was just the, the level design got, I think it was the level design more so than the enemies that got repetitive because like not super interesting to look at outside of the monsters. Yeah. You could tell immediately as soon as you were going to get into a fight because, oh, there's a big room. I wonder what's going to happen when I walk into there. I'm going to get locked in and have to kill 40 yeah. enemies and that happens every repeat. single time. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: well and it was shocking when I fought the first boss cuz it was really badass, but I was like burnt out on the game at that point and then suddenly there was a badass boss and I was like where the fuck this game doesn't have boss fights? Oh, yes it does. Mm-hmm. There's the, and then the last boss is a a really cool throwback to oh, old yeah. Doom. Yeah, the, the last spider boss is brain really cool. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if you grew up with so but I If there was like a, I think fish. If there had been for me, like maybe some trimming and then maybe a couple more bosses, the first Doom probably would have hit more too. Um, Because you never even fought the bosses, did you, Fish?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah. No. And that's a shame.
0: Um. Never got the BFG.
1: Hmm. Uh, I might have. I don't know. Well, you maybe did. Oh, do you get it? I thought I thought you got the
0: BFG right around the first boss, but I could be wrong. Hmm. You know the. The first boss is that big giant demon with the horns that's, if I remember right, that's in that little arena. Uh, yeah. And the giant doors, when you walk up to those giant doors, you remember that?
1: Okay. Mm, probably not. You guys
0: are not. It's been a while, but yeah. I think that was the first one. I only remember the two, unless I'm yeah. wrong.
2: Anyways. Yeah, no, like, the first boss is one of the normal enemies once you get to hell, is kind of how yes. they did that, yeah.
0: yeah. So, tangentially aside, I think this is a, it's pretty cool to hear you guys' stance on it, because I'm not... Saying Doom Eternal won't be those things. It might. It could blow our expectations out of the water. I'm just trying to puzzle out where yeah. we stood on the first Doom because nobody here was as floored by the first Doom as a lot of critics that I follow, and I, and and I wasn't either. So I was just curious why that was. Hmm. Well, but we all loved uh, it. We all loved it.
1: Well, I also have like another theory. Is like Doom Guy, the character you play. He's kind of he's kind of built this myth- mythos um, through you know the the different games that they've come out with and he's just a guy that you know doesn't give a fuck he's just there to kill demons and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what political standing he's taking well or what kind of uh, faction he's with he's just killing demons and mm-hmm. <clears throat> i feel like it doesn't want to you know really fuck with that mythos because he's just like this guy who just doesn't give a shit he's just there to kill demons and, like, if there was a little bit more character development with him, maybe, like, if, like, the player can, you know, kind of relate with this person other than just, like, killing demons constantly, other than that, like, yeah, I feel like... That'll never happen. That will right. never yeah. happen. Yeah, I don't well, think... No, I think they're that's, so in, that's a invested
2: on that. And and also, they did such a good job of the characterization in the last one. Um, they the did, reboot, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, anytime you're yeah. given a direction of how to do something you don't follow d- the directions like i don't know he if you just noticed breaks that with the just like, yeah, with the, like all the animations like go here do this and like he'll just destroy stuff instead of actually yeah, following the directions anytime he's, he's given them which is just yeah like they didn't need to do that they didn't need to have the animations for all that but he just he breaks stuff constantly yeah instead mm-hmm. of following directions which was really well done like as far as the animation department's concerned that was that was yeah excellent
1: yeah, and that fits they, in with the persona of like some guy just constantly just wanting to kill demons. So
0: mm-hmm. you know. they, they 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 can play with that in fun ways, and I think that they I think that they will. Um, all right, so next week we'll follow up with fish, and as far as our community goes, I want to. There's some incredible follow up in there, like as far as the feedback that we got on that question of the week, and I think it's interesting because people seen the fall on on you know both sides of it. Most people said. No, don't mess with it. No matter how much I might disagree with it, most people are just like, hey, don't fuck with it. Um, And I get it. They're like, this is what Doom is, and I like it. Don't mess with it. It works. So there's nothing wrong with that. I just want, selfishly, I want a dream version of it. Um, but shout out to the ArchDruid and, who said, please, more narrative, and the Jesse Gaskin who said, yes, it does, because... They were the only two comments I could find that really had my back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we got a lot of, um, Shay's looking at me. he's giving me that look. everything Okay. No look. No look. It's just, he's just looking at me with the sexy eyes. Um, we got a lot of interesting polls to run down here. Uh, that, (laughs) oh man, there's, I'm going to, there's something I have to get to first because I was joking with Shay before the show that I'm going to have to probably gently hand off. It's my wife's birthday tonight. And she almost refused to let me do the podcast. But I told her, I didn't miss it for a broken leg. I can't miss it for your birthday. And we fought about it, but it, you know, it was one of those things that happens. Um, I'm like, shit, you're going to have me the whole night. Our kids are gone the whole morning. You know, I'm crippled. I'm not going anywhere. It's so be all right. She wants that birthday humping.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We
0: did. She did find a way to get on top of my broken leg safely. So <laughs> we did it.
2: We did- <laughs> See, that's. That's that's a good woman you got there. Yeah. That's true
0: love. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was. Oh yeah.
2: There's still a way.
0: I I don't want to get into it, but I'll just say life finds you. a way. <laughs> when you haven't had a lot of <laughs> when you haven't had a lot of physical contact in like two weeks because of an injury, like at all, um, like everything feels like ten times better. So I'll just leave it at that.
3: You're gonna uh, get as close as you've ever gotten to giving her an orgasm. This is the closest <laughs> you're ever gonna get. <laughs> Savor across,
0: it. Cross my fingers. Um no, I'll be savoring it. she'll need to say. I always savor it for the 30 seconds I last. Um she she's the one who really needs to savor it more longer than I do. Wait, you
3: last that long? It's impressive. How do you I do think. it? Uh
0: warming lube. Okay. <laughs> Nothing, okay. Um so really? we got some <laughs> Warming Lube would speed you In up, do you 30s. think, but- No, okay. True embarrassing story for the podcast here for about uh, twenty seconds. The, the first time, hey, look, I, I'm only hurting myself here. The first time, <laughs> the first time I ever, when lost my virginity, I was given bad advice and I used lube, um, because I was worried I was gonna have trouble getting in there, you know. And so uh, far, nothing wrong. It was just I don't know if it was too much lube or I was also nervous, but it was I couldn't feel anything. It was just like I might as well have been. I mean, it was just nothing, and we both looked at each other afterwards, and we're like, yeah, sex isn't really that great, and I went to work, and I was like, man, I lost my virginity, and I was telling everyone I was so happy about it, but they're like, how was it, dude? And I'm like, eh, it wasn't really very good. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't until, like, four or five times later when I stopped using lube that I was like,
2: oh, this is what sex is supposed to feel like, okay. Mm. Yeah, no, you there's know. an optimal amount that you go, with, go there. Like You can't really overdo it. Yeah, you don't use half the bottle. Mm. Well,
0: like my wife always says, spit is nature's lube. So,
2: bada boom, I mean, bada boom. It would be if you'd start brushing your teeth. Well, I'm not spitting on my own. It's mean, not my spit.
0: You're, you're importing to some brush spit. My teeth. I'm getting some
3: prime <laughs> Nigerian <laughs> spit.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Imported.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, I want to go through some of these kind of quick just because I know some of them, once I leave, you guys are going to be left drifting, and I don't want that to happen to you because they're weird things like this one, the it summer song. I had to do this. This was on Amazon. This was this was so funny. As Josh made the face at the beginning, could Little Wayne lick his way to the top of Old Town Road? I don't really follow pop music. Well, that's a lie. I don't listen to pop music, but if you guys have known, I've always been a fan of like the Billboard charts and following like what people are listening to ever since I was a kid. I would go to a party, and I was the nerd who was like, did you know that this song was number one on Modern Rock Charge for seven straight weeks? I was that weirdo, okay? So when I heard that there was a song called Old Town, old Town Road with Billy Ray fucking Cyrus, who I saw at a concert when I was six years old, that the was the fuck? number one song of all time. It broke the Billboard record by, I guess, Bruno Mars or something. When I was six, I went to a festival in Florida when Achy Breaky Heart was... a uh, Oh. A, a hit song. And I'm not yeah. even, dude, it was insane. Like, it was one of those, like, Florida festivals where people were reading, like, Alligator and Shark and shit. And there's a like, Don't Break My Heart, My Icky Breaky Heart. It was, like, the whole audience. It was horribly country. I didn't, you know, I don't like the song, but um, it was a thing. So, the point is, I was like, why the fuck is Billy Ray Cyrus relevant now? Then I heard the song and it sent me down a wormhole of just fascination, because fucking Billy Ray Cyrus, man. Um, Josh is typing no spit.
2: Yeah, no, I'll check I'll check Amazon JP later on.
0: Oh, you can't order spit, is that what you're saying? Mm, you can't yeah. buy spit. Oh. Spit. You know, you can buy bath water, but the gamer girls need to get on the spit, all right? Mm. Dope. Nope. Get on that. Oh, Shay. Shay, are you are you not happy about this? So here's the weird thing about this song. Fish, uh, Josh, and Shay. The poll question I asked your audience was Exactly worded as such. <clears throat> You're stalling. Best no, I'm not.
3: awful, amazing, catchy, trashy, summer, classic.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I said. Thank you. Uh and it was close. It was between Lollipop and Old Town Road. Old Town Road took out about fifty-six percent. Um You get the lollipop phase was big too. I have you guys remember when Lollipop was a thing? You got where you got, that has to be a big part of your life.
3: Dude, I, I totally remember. Uh you know Framing Hanley ended up covering that song and I like that song better, but there was a local band, um, Morgan in our hometown or well in my hometown. Uh, the one that we, you currently live in, uh, th- there was a local band that was covering that song about the same time that Framing Framing Hanley came out with their cover of it.
0: Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you like the the screamo version of it?
3: I do. I, well, I mean, I did. I haven't heard that song either version of it in many years.
0: I wonder if it would make us cringe now if we heard it. I remember that probably. One
3: too. Probably. Shady one, huh? I'd be like, oh.
0: When we had a beer pong party, that was the one all the girls wanted was the screamo version.
3: Uh, well, um, well, yeah, that was That's just my con- crowd, man. That's conversation for another day.
0: Um, so the thing I thought was most interesting about this song, whether you like it or not, um is that I thought the beat was actually incredibly catchy and weirdly m- melodic in, in a strange way. I found out through some digging that it was actually a obscure nine inch nails. This is why it was such a personally interesting thing to me it was was an obscure nine inch Nails song from one of their most like one of their stranger CDs. But when he started doing soundtracks with Atticus Ross uh, for like the social network and stuff like that um, on Ghost 4 and basically it was just it doesn't have a name. The song doesn't have a name. Some guy used it in a sample. And little Nas X bought that for like thirty dollars off this guy, <laughs> this poor guy who's you know now getting a lot of recognition. Thankfully, he's being signed, but I don't think he's getting a lot of the money because once he bought the beat, and even um, Nine Snails is, is credited in the actual song, but the the original guy who made the beat, weirdly enough, you don't see him anywhere. So I kind of feel bad for that guy, um, because he made the fucking beat that it is here, and he has to be kind of kicking himself, um. And that's weird to me. Like you would never think an obscure industrial band would be at the heart of what all these kids are dancing to on TikTok and shit now. That's just taken over the world, and uh, I find that really fascinating. So it's it's weird. It is the song right now. I don't listen to a lot of the radio, so I didn't even I hadn't heard the song until I broke my leg and I was stuck at home and I had to hear it. But a lot of people messaged me about the war when we did the. It was one of our most voted polls because everyone can have a silly opinion on on that. So, my kid loves it. She's always like, Daddy, play that song, and my wife hates it. So we're not allowed to play it. So, that's pretty much life around these parts. Um, so, Little Wayne could not lick his way to the top of Old Town Road, but he tried his damnedest. Tried his damnedest. Uh, but yes, for people that didn't know about the Nine Snails thing, go look it up. It's a cool story. This is weird. Um, I feel like I'm alone on this uh, topic. Um, Did you ever obtain the Dark Link tunic in Breath of the Wild? That's quite a transition from Old Town Road. It's the chomp cast for you. So you can become Dark Link, one of the coolest characters in Zelda, in Breath of the Wild. But you don't ever see a lot of videos on that or hear a lot about it. And I asked our audience and 75% of them said no. They never obtained the Dark Link tunic. I didn't either. Josh Fish, did you guys ever get the Dark Link uh
1: tunic? I th- I thought it was tied to the Amiibo. Nope. No,
2: it's not. Oh it's
1: not. Oh.
2: Nope. You buy it from Kilton.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, and his yeah, his quest seemed like I don't remember what his hidden. quest was. You, they yeah, don't, he is, you don't learn yeah.
2: how to get to him unless you do like a side quest during at the uh, at the uh, Skull Lake.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember running into how to track him down.
2: Yeah.
0: and you have to kill hundreds of monsters. It's just weird to do it, but it's it's well, I mean, kind you, of a you grind. you accidentally
2: do it on your way through the game anyway. But yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully. If I honestly, if I go back to Breath of the Wild, which I'm sure I will because I have a save file in there, unless my daughter erased it, which she might have, and I ever get really into it again, I would love to just get that as soon as possible. Like, how quickly do you think you could get the Darkling Tunic, Josh, if you wanted to?
2: Um, Did you get it by the way, or? Yeah, I've got it. Um, okay. It's not good. Basically, all the gear you get from him is kind of really specialized gear. Um, and the Darklink one is like one of the stealth armor sets, oh, so it okay. doesn't it, it it doesn't give you a lot of uh, stats, but it makes you hard to like you can you can sneak around more with it. Uh, which is cool i just think it looks
0: cool i would yeah. like to play just because it looks cool you know like mm-hmm. obviously yeah you're at a little bit of a disadvantage because the stats are not great yeah um the one you're thinking about fish is i think the fierce diety's mask is the the fierce diety gear i think is stuff you get from amiibos oh okay um
1: well i yeah. that stuff i think, looks cool I think you too. Could also get the tingle tunic as well or the tingle costume. The tingle,
0: t- <laughs> tingle, t- tingle costume. Yeah, who's gonna be excited about that?
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm curious. Who actually gets down to like having like roll around in a tingle suit? Other yeah, than I'm for sh- comedic <laughs> value. Yeah.
0: Goofiness. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know of anyone who's like, yeah, tingle's badass. It's just something to laugh at, I guess. Um It did lead us to well, There's a deadly premonition poll I did as well, there's not a lot of talk about. I was just fondly reminiscing with Cosmic Pop-Tart, one of our patrons and close friends hosted a show with us a couple times. We were talking about uh, Deadly Premonition and how it was like a weird phenomenon like many, many years ago and you don't really hear about it much anymore. But 60% of our audience said they do remember the whole Deadly Premonition thing. He had bought a copy and it just sat on his shelf in his house um, because he bought it after the wave of excitement but then just you know, after seeing a lot of videos on it, he's like, I don't know if I really want to do this kind of a thing. So, um, there's genuinely, right now, there's not a lot to add on that, except that that was a weird thing in time, and you should go look up the Destructoid review for Deadly Premonition. But 60% of our audience still remembered it. Back on the Zelda track, though, um, there, I wanted to throw that in there, because I didn't want to leave Shay stranded with Deadly Premonition talk. Um, I did a science... <laughs> I did a scientific slider about weapon durability. I think this is something you guys will find pretty interesting. Probably the last thing I'll talk about here before I take off for my wife's birthday, so I appreciate you guys doing that for me. Um, And then Shay can do the last poll on The Witcher, among other things, which is right up his alley. There is a... Weapon durability was something people were chiming in on. I found this funny meme, basically, of like a bird landing on Link's sword, and the bird landing on the sword causes it to shatter, like a sweet little bird. and. I asked our audience about weapon durability as a mechanic and if they like it. And it was about one of the lower, you know, sliders we've ever done. It's at about 35, 40%, maybe less. And I got thinking about weapon durability this week. Because it's even in Fire Emblem, a game I just started, where your weapons don't actually break all the way. It's in The Witcher, which you guys will talk about the Netflix thing next. Weapon durability is this fascinating thing that people genuinely seem to dislike. How do you guys feel, Shay? Do you get thoughts on this? You know, it's 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 an interesting
3: mechanic because it's realistic uh, for sure. I mean, you have to take care of anything you use, really, because all things wear down over time. They have a half life and what have you. But is it a fun con? Is it a fun um, mechanic when you're playing a game? Not always. No. Um, It can be really annoying. I mean, the the, the games I think of immediately are the Elder Scrolls games, because that happens all the time in those games. Your weapons wear down, so you have to either carry repair tools or you have to carry backup weapons. It adds to the strategy, for sure. It definitely adds to the strategy. I personally, I don't know. I don't know if I have a strong or negative opinion. I think it depends on the game more often than not. I would say it doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Shay, like um, games like Diablo and blizzard games, pretty much like world of Warcraft and Diablo three, both like your weapon, your, your gear and your weapons will degrade over time. And eventually like once it reaches zero, it's all its stats are null and void. Pretty much, yeah. um, from what I played of those games, and um, it doesn't seem like it adds to the game. It's just something that you you dump yeah. gold into, and the
2: like... uh, MMOs in particular yeah. are added in for a reason that most people don't get right away because it doesn't. It's not something you're going to think of. Durability is to combat inflation in MMOs because yeah. you just constantly yeah, get money from killing stuff and so the amount of money in the economy would go up and up and up infinitely if they didn't have some way to just take your money slow you down a little bit yeah so they have weapon durability is one of the checks on inflation in mmos which is uh, oh
0: is it expensive so you're talking about the money not the time it's expensive yeah
2: yeah not the time just the the money you have to spend in order to fix your gear is just to get money back out of the game
0: I never thought about that. That's, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it, 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 it kind of, it kind of, it it gets to a point where it doesn't, it's not even enough. So they've been adding in more and more stuff. You just to buy from vendors to, to help try to combat it. But yeah. It's a neat, neat thing.
1: Uh, and in that regard, like where you're just repairing your armor to where it's viable at, again, like that just feels unnecessary and like you said, it's yeah. just for something else uh in the video game. Um which I understand, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's yeah. smart. Yeah, that as far as a gameplay mechanic, there.
2: it's not great. It's not, no, it's not. interesting. Yeah. You just make sure your gear is repaired. It's not mm-hmm. yeah. it's not fun in any way. It's just there nope. because it kinda needs to be. Kind and of just, a nuisance, yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: Gives you a little bit of... Sometimes you get, like, in Diablo, you get that good feeling when you come back and repair it, and you feel, like, fresh. It's almost like taking a shower. Yeah, Like, you just feel fresher. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I will say this about the Zelda mechanic, and this is why I think it bothers me. In games where it breaks completely, those are the ones that kill me, because, like, in Zelda, I found these cool weapons. They weren't... They were fairly rare, and I was just afraid to use them. Now, there's a couple exceptions in Zelda. There's like, I think, a spear you can recharge and then the the master sword, which you have to recharge too. But um, if they break all the way, a lot of the games you guys are referencing, it just goes down to zero and maybe becomes weak or unusable. When it was gone forever, what the problem I run into is I'm afraid to ever use it. I get to the end of the game, I have all the weapons, and I feel like I didn't really get to enjoy them throughout my quest because I was too afraid to use them because I was afraid of them breaking. You know what I mean? Mm.
2: Which is a shame, because you'll miss out on the shovel in Fallout. Or not Fallout, but in Far Cry 5 if you, uh, if you do that. You're afraid of your shovel breaking and <laughs> miss out know. on the best weapon <laughs> in the game.
0: Well, there's there's hundreds of shovels. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about those. Um, but there was, I just remember some special swords in Zelda where I was like, shit, this is awesome. I don't, I should save this for something, but then I always found myself saying like, yeah. oh, no, save it, save it, save it. It's like in life when you have something special and you're afraid to use it. It's like, it makes me crazy, and I just wish that... The durability I didn't hate, I just wish there was a way to, like, maybe bring it back. You know, like, repair it. Like you guys mm-hmm. were saying, in Zelda, it's gone. If you... Mm-hmm. There yeah. are weapons in that game that are fairly rare that you will break, and they will be gone. Forever.
1: Yeah. I I will say this, like, I'm with you, Morgan. I, I would come across, like, cool-looking weapons or guardian weapons that, like, had awesome attack damage, and I was, I, I was afraid to use them, but, like... I would know when to use them. Like I would just—I eventually just like conceded the fact that it—I won't have this weapon forever. So I came to terms with that.
2: It's—it's yeah. It's—it's hard whenever you think of it as this cool piece of loot you found, but it is essentially like the guns in Halo. Like you're gonna run out of ammo. You're gonna Mm -hmm. pick out whatever shit's lying on the ground, and you're gonna keep killing stuff. Um, Exactly. Well, and, and sort that's of. That's they, more they're... the way it ends up playing than a traditional looter type of a game, which is it. It doesn't seem like that when you pick up a new item and no. Link's all, ha! you know, holding it above his yes. head and super excited about it. But it's gonna break, just like everything else. So
0: yeah, but that's what I mean, though, Josh. Yeah. There's like a handful of like those twenty-five level iron swords that you might find mm-hmm. ten to fifteen of, but there were uh, there was a good chunk of weapons that I only remember finding one of. like, a, I found this like lightning sword, this fire hmm. sword. Maybe there's more in the game yeah. that I, in my hundred well, yeah, of hours... But you
2: generally shouldn't use those, because you need them for their special effects. I don't, I don't know if you yeah. noticed this, but Get- you can use weapons for things other than just attacking. For example, I generally kept a torch around all the time in case I needed to move fire around for a bunch of stuff. I generally kept a leaf around in case I wanted to manipulate wind. And the leaves yeah, break yeah. basically instantly if you hit anything with them, but they'll never take any durability damage if you just swing them at nothing. Uh, yeah. So you can use them for the wind. Well, um, fire swords yeah. and ice swords are the same way. You can just equip them, and like once you pull them out, you'll be able to burn stuff, you'll be able to heat stuff and cool stuff just by having them around. Yeah, um,
4: yeah.
0: You could use them like that, but at some point it's like, oh, I have this really epic sword that I'm just using to light fires. Like,
2: exactly. If you find a second one, you kill something with it, and then you—it's, I guess, tools instead of instead of like really cool weapons.
0: And I want really cool weapons and tools. I want both. Well, you're right. I mean, once I gave into the philosophy, I enjoyed the game, Mm -hmm. but I never—I felt like it. I'd never fully enjoyed it to the level I, I would have otherwise because I was just, my personal OCDs were kicking in and I was just afraid to use my cool shit. And I would always try to use, I'd always skim through my weapons and I'd try to use the crappiest thing first every time. Like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, Mm -hmm. it's a very much a me thing and it made me crazy. So yeah. I mean,
2: you'll eventually learn which ones kind of last a little longer. So you should keep around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the game, you end up kind of using whatever you have, but like near the end of the game, I had so many weapons that all my weapon slots were all always full, and even the worst thing I had was a really good weapon, because um, you just you get so much loot in that. It does game.
1: change
0: over time. I heard some people saying that you, if you don't use things, the 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 drops in the game change or something weird. Like I I can't prove this, but I was reading articles about how. What's dropped in the game is based off of you picking up and using things and breaking them over and over. Like there's some sort of underlying algorithm that changes based off of you continuing to you. I'll do some research on that and I'll get yeah. back to you. I don't
2: think that's right. I think it just based off of what the enemies have equipped, which is...
0: Do I sound crazy? Okay. Maybe I mean, I mis- it might
2: be. It could be people trying to, like, really obsessed with it, trying to find a pattern that's not there, but... Because I've noticed a huge change. Oddly enough, uh, playing on hard mode, which is great, great, because the enemies Yeah,
0: that sounds fun, yeah. Um
2: well not, not because the enemies are harder. They are harder. Like they just they start you off with a higher level enemies at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game. Uh which also means they've got better equipment, so it doesn't really matter. Um uh, the cool thing about it is that enemies regen health. Um, so it changes oh. up the combat. So you can't just like kinda wow. hack away at them that with like tough. little crap. You've got you've gotta stop them from Regenning their health with some of the, uh, yeah um like, especially the bigger enemies, like the, uh, uh, what are they? Like the, the, the lionels and stuff. They have such yeah, huge yeah. health pools that if you just kind of plink away at them, you'll never kill them. So
0: no, never. Um, and that's a good send off for me. and as my comedic, uh, passing of the torch here, uh, to Shay, as we, as you guys launch into the Witcher topic and I got to celebrate my wife's birthday. I was going to say we- weapon degrade. Um, let me see if I can say that properly. Weapon degradation is a huge problem when you have a child that likes to play your save file because you go back to your save file and all your weapons are broken. Mm-hmm. So, shout out um, to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's funny.
1: <laughs> she uh, destroyed the, every... I, I was just going to say, on the opposite spectrum of that, uh, Monster Hunter has uh, weapon degradation as like a mechanic of dealing more damage. So... Um, yeah, you
2: have There's to repair them out in the field and stuff, which is kinda... well. And it
0: makes sense in that game. Yeah, yeah. it never pissed me off either. Yeah. Right. Like sharpening your tools yeah, you have to and constantly stuff. Constantly yeah. sharpen
2: your stuff. And... Yeah. Yeah. That's too But But your weapon will battle. never break forever, though. Yeah. You know, right. it's not
0: designed like yeah. that. So. Yeah.
2: Well, but then again, it would suck in that game because it takes you about 18 hours to craft a single to piece build of it. gear yeah. in Monster <laughs>
0: Hunter. So. Yeah. If you grinded all those pieces and then it just broke, that'd be nonsensical. Mm hmm. Um cool, great. Well I'm gonna take out I'm gonna roll out of here, guys. Um thanks uh for taking over the show here, Shay, and um I'm gonna go celebrate my birthday with my wife and hopefully she can crawl on top of my crippled ass. So <laughs> talk to
1: you guys later. Bye crippled later, nerd. See ya.
3: Alright, so now that Morgan has taken off, we can talk about the Witcher Netflix trailer. He dropped a poll saying It made me a believer or meh. 71% said it made me a believer.
1: Hmm. Have you guys watched a trailer yet? I have. Yes. What do and you think? I'm part of that 71% because I was very skeptical at first, uh, as far as like a video game adaptation. But um, that trailer actually looks to me, I got the vibes of, okay, this is going to sound very generic, but like, it seemed like Netflix's answer to HBO's Game of Thrones, and Morgan pointed out to me that there's not going to be another Game of Thrones, at least for our generation. Or thank for God <laughs> for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for some people. Um, yeah. So, but like, it, it did look interesting. It looked a lot far more deeper, and um, it looks like they they took some care as far as like following. Um, the books, I guess, is um what they're going off of um, so I, it made me it it piqued my interest definitely
2: yeah.
1: from the trailer that's cool. did you watch it, Josh?
2: Yeah, I was hopefully optimistic already because of the Castlevania series on Netflix, mm. which right. is really good, granted part of the reason that's really good is because the animation is gorgeous. Just gorgeous, gorgeous. So they don't really have that to go off of. But right. you know, it still looks good. So I'm 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 hopeful. We'll we'll see how it gets you know, like when it when it how it goes whenever it comes out. But I'm I'm
3: optimistic. That's fair. And that's good to hear, you know, despite you not really liking three so much. And yeah. What I what I would say is it looks different than the vibe of the games and I kind of like that because I think if it just imitated the games there would be no purpose for it but it's yeah. kind of like a reimagining a different interpretation of it so I think that gives some validation for it being created in the first place. I'm still not entirely sold on I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Henry Cavill, or Cavill, or Cavill?
2: I think it's Cavill, um, but... I'm, Cavill? I'm not 100% on that either, so... Mm,
3: it would probably, if it was Cavill, it would probably have an E at the end. Mm. Yeah, so Cavill. Um, I'm not convinced of him being Geralt, but that's okay. I mean, that's... It'll have to be me actually watching the show before I make that full-on judgment. You know, I'm not going to base it off of just appearances and one trailer. So yeah, I don't know. Like, like you, Josh, I'm hopefully optimistic, but we'll see what happens. And apparently most of our fans agree with us. Yeah. Which is cool. But that wraps up the polls for this week. If you're ever interested in voting for those awesome things that, uh, Josh, that Morgan gets up weekly, uh, every Thursday at, um, no, excuse me. Every Tuesday, on the Instagram, Morgan gets up those polls. So head over to the Instagram and check those out. But I don't know if you heard about this, guys. Um, some pretty big news. A new dick has appeared. Oh, my oh, a God. A new dick has appeared. Out of the Did darkness? you guys hear about that?
2: A pure-sized dick is is always a good thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I wish it was a pair sized, but hmm. you know, beggars can't be choosers. But
2: did
3: you guys hear about the new dick that's coming? No. Coming? No. <laughs> it's gonna be coming and it's gonna be going. No. Um our our uh sponsor, Sassy D merch, they are um they were going through a few um changes over the past few months about you know their artwork and whatnot but they are back up and running and they are ready to make some merch for you now if you've listened to the show you know who sassy d is they're a great group of guys but if you don't know who sassy d is they are a few gentlemen who like to make dick art now you're thinking well why do i care well you care because you can put them on shirts and mugs and socks they're great gag gifts For your family members, for your friends, for your enemies, for your co-workers in your uh, Secret Santa gifting. No one knows it's you. It's a great gift. But they have all kinds of characters. They're really funny. Uh, Morgan has a Sassy Chew mug. It looks like a Pikachu in the shape of a dick. There's some great characters over there. Some great merch. And you guys should check it out. So head over to Sassy D Merch on the Instagram and check their stuff out All right. now we're going to move on to the gaming section now Josh I want to start with you I know that you mentioned you didn't get to play much this week you had played Sky was there anything else in particular that you played this week
2: I have started Fire Emblem but I've not gotten far in there so not really enough to have a lot of impressions of it so far mm. um, other than from what I can tell a slight change from the rock paper scissors sort of weapon system that they've always had um, it seems like each unit has its own resistances now instead of just a generic um, weapon triangle Sort of a system that they've always had in there with swords and spears and axes. Um, so they've changed that up slightly. Mm. It, it, it seems fairly similar so far, as far as the combat goes. Though so I'm, I've not I've not played enough to really <laughs> tell where I land on that yet. I heard a lot of people talking about how good the combat was and how much it has changed from previous iterations, and I've not gotten far enough. For that to be apparent yet, okay so.
3: interesting i've yeah i've I've read a few articles, a few headlines, and whatnot. It looks like people are thoroughly pleased with the new direction that fire emblem is going. It seems like they've taken a lot of the archaic things that were mainstays in the genre, and they kind of have either revamped them to be more modern or just done away with some of those old tropes. And that's really, really encouraging. Like, don't get me wrong. I've loved the last few Fire Emblem games for the 3DS. Mm -hmm. I haven't minded those tropes, but I have a certain affinity for those. So to make them more modern, to make it more digestible and more um, easier to get into for the modern era, I think that was a smart choice by the developers so that's really yeah. encouraging yeah, though, yeah that the one you... thing i'm
2: still worried about going into it just that i've seen so far is that hit chance is still a thing um and like the first couple of missions i've been on hit chances have been so high that it doesn't really matter but i'm worried about that about just randomly missing an attack in a tactics game because that always sucks it's the worst, yeah, missing, it's one of the worst. missing things. attacks is just never fun it, it it's It's the reason I got turned off from Valkyrie Chronicles, which I loved mm. because basically the entire combat was not around the amount of damage you do, it was based off of hit chances, which sucked because like you'd have to like try to plan around the ten percent chance or the five percent chance that you miss a shot. And it's just frustrating. It never feels good. It's never like, oh, I did slightly less than usual. It's, eh, whenever you miss an attack, it feels bad, period.
3: Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, when you're playing chess, there, and this is why I compare it, because this is kind of the inspiration for a lot of these games. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: In a chess game, you don't miss an attack. You make a bad move, but -hmm. that's on you. I mean that's not left to luck. that's left to your own decisions. Now, with a missed attack, you can have moves planned out ahead of time like you can with chess, but you cannot plan for a missed attack, no matter what and if you're if you're planning like you need an attack to go through because you know you're you're getting desperate, you're getting close to dying, mm. and you miss a, an attack at an inopportune moment. It fucking sucks and it can completely ruin a ruin a battle. And that's happened to me in Shining Force One and Two, which are some of my favorite games. I've had I've had like because I've played those games so many times, I've had every conceivable thing happen. Like in Shining Force Two, they introduced the ability like for people to be able to counterattack. Mm-hmm. Um so it could happen, and it's happened to me before where i miss an attack the enemy gets a counter attack and then they kill my character and you're like <laughs> yeah. the fuck is this luck mm-hmm. and that is has not been one of my favorite um mechanics of these kind of games at all yeah
2: yeah it's interesting because it looks like it's it looks like there's still a lot built around that because you have special abilities and again we're There's weapon durability in this game um, where you have to have more than one weapon with you to make sure you can keep fighting through the entire battle, Um, and you have the option for a normal attack or a special ability, which uses more weapon durability for a hit and also has a higher hit chance, so it, it removes a lot of that randomness if you use that, but then... You have to be even more on top of weapon durability if you go mm. that route. Um, and so I'm not, we'll see how it ends up playing out as we go. Because, uh, like I said, so far, all those hit chances have been really high, like 90%, right. 100% type stuff. And so it's, we'll have to play more of it to see how it ends up actually feeling throughout the game. If it's something like, if you use a special ability, you can just remove the ability to miss type thing um but yeah, I'm still not a huge fan of missing as a mechanic. So we'll we'll see how it pans out. I mean, it's
3: it's it's kind of like along the lines with weapon durability. It's realistic, it's not my favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not in a tactics but, game where you're supposed nah. to be yeah, and I mean it's it's not even it's not like it's a deal breaker like well, I say this, like, I love XCOM. Like, it's it's just really, really good. Attacks miss in that game. It's just kind of how it works. But then again, there also aren't any characters in XCOM. You lose a grunt, you train up a new grunt. Um, whereas in Fire Emblem, if you lose a character because of a missed attack, like a character that you've spent a lot of time building a relationship with, that's gonna suck like it makes sense like if if you screw up you make a bad move you get somebody killed you deal with it if you just miss a 95 99 percent a chat attack if you just miss that and someone dies that's bullshit
3: right right a game that prides itself on permadeath throughout Mm -hmm. the years. To have a missed attack to permanently lose your character, how shitty would that be?
2: yeah so yeah, yeah i'm we'll see how it ends up panning out, but i'm still as much as everyone's been talking about how great the new combat is, I'm still seeing hit chance as a thing, and so I'm not sure they've completely modernized this combat the way everyone's saying we'll we'll see yeah.
3: if they make if they make that hit and miss ratio not as egregious in a combat scenario if they've revamped everything else to make that not as egregious i can accept that Mm -hmm. but like like you said we'll we'll wait and see i'm um i'm planning on probably getting a switch at the end of august when they have the um they have the updated models or the updated consoles ones with a better battery life i've been waiting this entire time for a console with a better battery life, and now they finally made it, and I'm gonna have money at the end of August to pick that up and pick up the new Fire Emblem. I'm really stoked. I'm really right. excited to play it. Fish, do you have any interest in the new Fire Emblem, or not so much? Um,
1: not so much, just because I haven't played the other games, but I am curious to see how much um this game is different from you know the previous uh, uh, installments. Iterations. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see, hear what Josh has to say with about it, and I'll definitely be curious to see what else um, he stumbles upon as far as um, the, the gameplay in there. If it has, you know, um, changed for the better in the series, or if it's, yeah, or if those things are certain, uh, you know, mechanics are still there that are annoying.
3: Right. I you know, if Morgan was here, I think one of the things he'd probably try and sell you on is. A lot of the women in the game are scantily clad. Mm. Their boobies are always hanging out. And uh, I guarantee you, he would try to sell you on the big boobies. Because here's the thing. I remember when uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, and I don't remember the other one. Uh, It was like the two two different games that you could either be the good guys or the bad guys. I remember I went with the good guys, and Morgan's like, I went with the bad guys because the big-breasted women on the cover. So he's going to try and sell you on that. (laughs) Uh Guaranteed. We're not going to tell him any of this conversation. He's not going to listen to it. Guaranteed. But (laughs) next week when he's played the game, I'm willing to bet one of the things he tries to sell you on the game is the big-breasted
1: women. Mm, Okay, we'll see. We'll we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We'll
3: we'll keep an eye and a booby out for that. But um, if you've played Fire Emblem and you love it, let us know because it's something that um, I, I'm really excited for, and I know a lot of people on the Twitter have been salivating over it and are really excited, and I feel like it's just a repeated slap in my face because I don't have a Switch, and I really want to play it, but it's alright. So, I, I'm excited to hear what you guys end up saying more about it, you and Morgan um, as you guys play it, but you had mentioned that you had finished Bloodstained. Uh mm-hmm. this week. What'd you think of the ending of the game? How 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 did that shake out? How are you pleased? Or are you pleased rather? How are
2: you how <laughs> are you pleased? It was good. It uh one of the constants in Castlevania games over the years has been a last boss with big air quotes that is only halfway through the game. Um at which point if you figure out a specific way to kill that boss, you can get to the true ending and and see basically all the rest of the content in the game, um, which has generally been an upside-down version of the castle. Um, and they have a similar thing in this game um, where you have to figure out a specific way to do that last fight to get to the end like the actual end which is a whole lot less convoluted than some of the other castlevania games which i appreciated um i actually wasted a lot of time trying out other things thinking it was more complicated than it was and then and then i realized that it was probably pretty straightforward and tried my one dumb idea and it was the right thing it was just it was way more straightforward than i realized after playing a bunch of castlevania games thinking oh, i'm going to need specific armor on and these different abilities and to have this perfect setup in order to get no it was way more way more straightforward <laughs> than that like
3: i imagine cuz that's how you play games you like mm-hmm. you're very meticulous about things and i just i i wish i was there like a fly on the wall to imagine you like planning all this stuff out and you're like wait that's it
2: yeah well i mean it's it's like someone mentioned it to you in in a story beat about how you are supposed to handle this and i'm like yeah that's got to be part of it that there's something else i'm like I, I overcomplicate the thing way too much and it was just really straightforward and like i i don't want to spoil it for anyone else but it was just it wasn't really a matter of figuring something out it was more of like just like a matter of stalling during the fight until i got to the very obvious spot where i do the thing and i'm like okay i'm like like okay i feel dumb now for for overthinking this so much for like right eight other attempts on this (laughs) boss yeah um wait did it annoy you that then that
3: there's all of this like customizability and whatnot in the game for it to be end up being that straightforward at the end. Was that like, did you find yourself annoyed by that
2: when you finished the game or were you like, oh, that's it? OK, uh not really. I mean, I did feel like. By the time I unlocked some of the weapons and stuff, because because most of the weapons you get here from crafting and, and the like, which is it's it's a fairly straightforward Castlevania thing. Like, you see a sort of weapon you want, and you start collecting the materials to make it. Um, I did feel like you don't really get a lot of that until too late in the game. Um, So you're kind of like just... You're not really getting a setup that you use for a lot of the game. You're kind of getting a setup that you use for the last boss is kind of how it ends up feeling. Like, the actual last boss. Um... And I wasn't a huge fan of that, but for the most part, it did feel like you just you pick the sort of abilities that you want, um, which I actually liked. Instead of because a lot of the Castlevania games have been so convoluted in the setup, you need to get the real ending, you feel kind of railroaded into those once you figure out what they are. Um, whereas this one, you can you can pick up basically any ability setup you want, any equipment setup um and i actually i actually liked that once i realized that that was fine that was okay i could do that um so yeah yeah
3: like that's yeah. fair that's cool i mean at least it didn't like take you out of the experience that that's that's a big concern there mm-hmm. um and i'm glad you i mean you were able to have fun at the end because that like that's completely the polar opposite experience of what i had like when I first started the game, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really slow-paced game. I was like, man, the combat moves really slow. Everything moves really slow. And like I told you guys about, because mm-hmm. my computer is so old, uh, my laptop is so old and can't handle um, anything, it was just my laptop making the game go <laughs> really, really slowly. So yeah. well, I, I I didn't mind it at first. Like, it mm-hmm. was okay. Um... But then it got to the point where the save areas were less, less populated and starting getting more spread out. Yeah. And so, like, you're slowly running at, like, one-fourth of the speed that the game normally runs through each area, and then you die. And then you have to go all the way back there. And it's like, fuck this. It happened to me, like, you know, two or three times. And I was like, man, I I can't be fucked to make it through all this again by how slow this game is moving. So I ended mm-hmm. up giving up on the game. And it's not the game's fault at all. It's my computer's fault. So, um... Yeah. It is... And it's a bummer.
2: It is, like, Castlevania's always had a variety of weapons, but m- even more so on this, I've noticed that the heavy weapons are heavy. They uh, are. Like, if you're using a greatsword in this game... You will be animation locked for a long time. Yeah. And it feels very different to a lot of the other, you know, games in the genre. And it takes some getting right. used to. Um, I, I don't like it. Like, I never got to a point where I felt like a heavy weapon was worth it to me. And some of my favorite weapons in the games were the ones that didn't lock you, period. They're, like, they're not good weapons, but I still enjoyed them better because of that like you get a few weapons that will instantly attack and not even slow you down like it won't stop your movement period they don't do Mm. a lot of damage but just because you can keep moving it felt really really good to me um
3: yeah it's and that's the thing is imagine those slow animation locks
2: being even slower (laughs) slow ass (laughs) computer
3: so it's just like Oh, my God, you're tend- you're moving, you're moving, you're moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just really difficult to plan things out. So I do want to play that game. I do want to finish that game. It's a really fun game. I'd yeah. probably have to play it on console. Um, So I'll come around to it, and I'll probably pick it up on console sometime later in the year when it goes on sale and, yeah. you know, push through it really fast. Thankfully, I didn't get too far into the game. So I... uh. We'll see. I it's I think it's a solid game. Um, I'm glad you were able to finish it. I do want to finish it at some point, but there's no big rush for me at this mm-hmm. time. So, but one thing I did do this week is I finally started Sekiro or uh, Sekido. All right. And nice. It took, it took forever. You know, I had been sitting on other games, and I you know, I was sitting here because vacation started this week officially. And I was, you know, I was working on the Twitter stuff, working on the Twitch stuff, and I was bored off my fucking mind. I should have been studying, but I was like, eh, you know, I'm going to take a week. And um, I was sitting here, and I was like, what should I do? I was like, I can't play Shining Force, because that's for the stream only. I was like, you know what, I should should start Sekiro. And I've really been enjoying that game so far. Um, I've loved it a lot. It is gorgeous. I know you guys have already Mm -hmm. talked about it, so I only want to talk about it for quick few minutes game is absolutely gorgeous um i love that basically anywhere you see in the distance as long as it's part of what's on the rails you can go to it yeah you know it's not like a pre-rendered background it's like it's all accessible
2: yeah that's that's been a thing since like dark souls one and Mm -hmm, it it feels really good in this one this, oh, this feels more constrained than Dark Souls 1 did, which was, like, insane in the level they took it. Um, And they've kind of been walking back since then. Like, 2 walked it back basically all the way. Like, you went through levels in one direction again, just like Demon Souls. And then 3 mm. kind of... Or, in, you know, Bloodborne kind of took it back, basically. Closer, closer to Dark Souls 1 again, but still slightly more... Uh, linear. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this is this is about the same as like Bloodborne, Pro- maybe a little bit more linear than that, even. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's fairly
3: still, lin- It's fairly linear, but it, in a way, it feels natural.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As well. well. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's still yeah, like it's still an open world game. You can go basically wherever you want, but there are fairly obvious paths through stuff in order to make it just feel good
3: um right and, yeah. and it it lends itself to natural exploration really well too you know there, there are are going to be certain points where you're like oh there's this little nook or cranny here if i pop in here i'm going to find a secret item mm-hmm. now it might seem like this item isn't worth a lot at the forefront of you getting the item but later in the game you you're going to find yourself using that item and it's happened mm-hmm. to me already and i'm not that far into the game so it's it's cool that it lends itself to exploration, even though it's fairly on the rails in some ways, for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Um, uh,
1: I, I I will fa- s- I will say good. this about the mobility in the game. Um, as far as like uh, exploration, um, it makes getting to where you want to go, um, far more faster than you know previous uh, from software games. Um, which yeah. it feel it feels good. Um, but it also kind of uh, detracts a bit from that feeling of grandeur that you got from like say um for me at least in bloodborne where like you slowly mm-hmm. creep into a certain area and then you finally realize oh shit i'm in this graveyard that i saw you know in a it was just you know off into the distance i'd even think it was a part of the game where i could get to um and then having that realization yeah. that oh shit i'm in this big ass fucking city Whereas, like in Sekiro, your your mobility is so quick, like you're grappling from point to point, and it feels great. But like you lose kind of that grandeur point of like um, the world, and yeah. um, like the you world were does saying, feel smaller. Because, it does, yeah, because you
2: can get where you want to go fast. Which, mm-hmm. oddly enough, I tried to go like after after I played Sekiro, I'm like, I, I want to go and see if I can finally get through Dark Souls Three because I gave up on that just because I ran out of time, whenever that first came out. Mm-hmm. And I went back and tried to play it, and just no, like it it doesn't work. It does. Dark Souls three is a bad game. Like it. it like I loved it at wow. the time. It's not wow. good. Like it's wow. they they've got the faster engine that Bloodborne ran on, but they're still trying to make it work for essentially the same mechanics as Dark Souls one. Yeah. And so you end up with a game that's kind of stuck in between and i loved it at the time because i was willing to give it a whole lot more leeway but it it just doesn't feel right it doesn't it doesn't work there are a lot of sections where they want you to sneak around and and kind of backstab enemies and stuff but there's not a stealth mechanic in the game you just have to walk slowly mm-hmm. and and after sekiro where stealth is fast like this is this is a game where Sneaking around is—it's not slow. It feels an awful lot like Metal Gear Solid One, which is one of my favorite stealth games ever, because it's like this arcade, almost puzzly type of stealth. And this right. feels an awful lot like that. It—it it, like the stealth in this game is so fast-paced that once you figure out an area, you can kill like twenty enemies in as many seconds if you just zip around, you know, doing doing those stealth kills. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I got to dark souls three again and it's slow, but not in the way dark souls one was like dark souls. One still feels deliberate and thoughtful and the way all the mechanics work, but dark souls three just feels slow because it like it, like, it's the same engine as Bloodborne, but you're not mm. zipping around, you're not dodging everything, you don't have to parry. The parry right. system in Dark Souls 3 isn't very good because it's optional, whereas it's not it's, really it's a optional much, it's in Bloodborne. It's a much
3: faster game. Yeah. I will give you that. It's one thing, and this was actually going to be my my next point, is I'm so used to Neo because that's pretty much the only game in this type, type of genre I've actually stuck with. You know, I... I briefly played Bloodborne. I briefly tried out Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. But I never really stuck with the game except Neo. And this game has a lot different of a feel. Neo was more emulating what Dark Souls was trying to do, or did. But make a more cohesive battle experience. I think Neo did a really good job of that. And with Sekiro, I I was sneaking around like I was playing Neo and i was really being meticulous i was being very careful and then i got to this point where i died a few times and i got really f- pissed obviously you know when you die in that game it gets really frustrating so i got pissed and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just like i'm going to go speedy like and i realized i could do that and once i realized i could do that it, the game became a lot faster paced and more enjoyable in a lot of regards because i wasn't sitting here taking a half an hour in an area creeping trying to figure out exactly how to, you know, go in, kill kill someone, get out without being seen and then doing it again and again and again. Like I wasn't trying to like head these different attacks. I realized, okay, I can run in much quicker, be sneaky still, get in and out much faster. And yeah. it it made the game it's made the game more enjoyable for me. And To kind of speak to what Fish was saying earlier, that grappling hook really speeds the game up as well. This game is much faster paced than its predecessors, and I think that's why a lot of people enjoyed it. And that's why I'm enjoying it now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of share the same um, experience as you, Shay, where there was a kind of a learning curve where you were trying to learn exactly how the combat's going to flow in this game at the very yeah. beginning and like it, it's kind of it, it it is definitely like a from software game where eventually it just all comes together and you realize oh this is how the mechanics work this is what i should be doing at these certain um against these certain enemies you know or in these types of situations and these are the tool sets that they give you to kind of combat or um accent um that gameplay and like eventually once you learn that like that's when it all comes together and it starts to feel really great. Like when I was first playing like I, I was barely parrying and like parrying is like so vital in this game. Like being able to control your posture and, you know, kind of wear down your enemy's posture. And that's where like mm-hmm. the second health bar essentially comes from in that game and like um is just breaking down the posture of your enemy. And once I realized um or once I had the patience to kind of go about doing that with certain enemies, and uh, I, it became more enjoyable, and that's when I, you know, the game kind of revealed itself to me, and then that's when like I started making a lot, a big headway through that game, you know, defeating bosses, and um, it's yeah. very reminiscent of you know a From Software game where um, different enemy types that you come across and all the different mechanics that they introduce to you.
2: Yeah, hmm. the posture mechanic I love as far as as how that goes is com- compared to like stamina which is the the resource in all their other games. Um because it's more your resource is tied to defense instead of to offense. So you always feel like attacking is not attacking is not using up one of your resources, it just might get you in a bad situation. So you have to make Mm -hmm. sure you're not putting yourself too far out there. Whereas in all the other games, if you attack one too many times, well, I won't even have the ability to dodge and attack afterwards. Right. Um, And that doesn't feel good because you get in these situations where, well, I still have the time to theoretically attack one more time on a boss on something like Dark Souls 3 or or even Bloodborne, but if I attack one more time, I won't have any stamina left, and if the boss attacks me next, I won't be able to avoid it. Um, whereas in, in Sekiro, because your resource is tied to defense, you can attack all you want to and not really ruin your posture. Uh, you'll always have the ability to dodge afterwards or to parry. But if you just sit there and hold block the whole time while the enemy's wailing away at you, your posture will get broken, and they will do a critical attack that'll just kill you. They'll just kill right. you. So if you sit there and hide the whole game, you'll get destroyed. Um, but offense never feels like it's punished in this game unless you're just like really not a, not paying attention to the enemy attacks. Um,
3: yeah, if you're trying to go in there and Rambo, you're obviously... I mean, these games are notorious for that. You're obviously going to get your ass destroyed, and not in a good way. And th- this game, I think, is much more predicated on you playing a defensive-minded game. I compare it to Neo uh, because it's the only frame of reference I truly can speak on. With Neo, I like it because it gives you a lot of versatile, offensive options. I think between the two, Neo does better in terms of playing as an offensive style game. Neo gives you the ability to switch between weapons super easily, which I haven't gotten far enough into this game. Maybe that's something that will come. Um, you have different stances with each weapon, like a power stance, a speed stance, a defensive stance. So it really allows you to customize your offensive game. So it's a more offensive minded game, I think, Neo. Whereas Sekiro is a more defensive-minded style combat game, and for me, I've always been uh, I've always been an offensive style kind of person. I'm always a Rambo kind of person, which is why I'm not very good at these games. So I've been it's been a learning curve for me to you know learn how to play a more defensive-minded style in combat in this game, but you g I absolutely agree with you guys, um, that it's it's very important that you learn how to maneuver defensively in this game in order to be effective. I mean offen the offense isn't inhibited. That wasn't my point of this. I'm saying you have more options in Neo, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're inhibited in Sekuto. The focus I isn't, think it isn't
2: sh- on that. Yeah. 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 I think
3: th- I think it handles the combat very well. Um, for the most part. I-, I haven't been really frustrated with that aspect of it. I've only been frustrated due to my uh, capabilities or lack thereof, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's been a really fun game so far. We can leave it pretty much at that, unless you guys have something uh, pressing to say about it. But I'm excited to... Continue playing it and get more into it. I know I'm late to playing it, but I'm really yeah. excited too.
2: I mean, you, you mentioned more. this briefly as far as the whole the speed you handle stealth in this game. Uh, this game really—I mean, it, it goes all the way back to like their PS One days with like Tenchu. If you get caught in this game, it's not the end of the world, and and not because you can fight exactly. your way out. You can't. You can't really fight your way out unless you're really, really good, but you can escape combat easily enough in this game because your mobility is so strong. Um, You can break line of sight, run away, and hide, and and get back into stealth in this game in ways you cannot just at all Mm. Um, in basically anything else in the genre, um, which is different like it it really you you have to change your thinking the way you play Sekiro which is Yes. It it it's a learning curve like you said but it feels really good once you get used to it.
3: Yeah, it's not one that you feel kind of I mean obviously these games part of it is sadism. You're being punished for doing the wrong things. That's part of the game. Yes. With Sekiro, I feel like it's the least punishing. Of them, like it's i I know it gets much harder, and I know it's gonna get way more difficult um It's already a difficult game, but I don't feel like I'm being egregiously punished. Yes, you lose money, yes, you lose yeah some um y- your place in the game, like you have to go back quite a ways, but it doesn't feel overly punishing to me um i for the most part, I want to go back in and keep playing whenever yeah. I lose for the most part so yeah it's yeah it's it's a good game so far i'm I'm excited to play more um i'll keep you guys updated on that as time goes along but uh fish have you been playing any games this week um outside of uh
1: young blood uh, yeah um yes I I did download a uh, Doctor Mario World <laughs> nice. on the on the phone, and um, that's interesting. I never played Doctor Mario, um, but that it was. It, I only played maybe a good ten minutes of it, but um, it seems like it's it's set up, you know, just like any other phone game that's like puzzle oriented and is those big Nintendo properties where, um, you're just going along and solving puzzles, but, um, it, it is interesting, um, I, I'm curious to see how difficult those puzzles are get, but, like, the first, you know, five levels that I did play, like, there was really no challenge to it, like, I saw immediately what I had to do, and, um, for anybody who doesn't know what Doctor Mario is. It it's kinda like a Tetris style type of game, um, um, but more heavy on like a puzzling type of uh, mechanic where you're trying to rid your screen of all these viruses on there. Um using these pills that are different colors that can match with these viruses and if they do match colors then those viruses are destroyed. And you could get, you know, you, you connect three or you could connect, you know, four or five and, and so forth, so, um, they, they place the, uh, viruses in, you know, very specific spots and give you, um, certain pills, uh, with varying colors on there and tell you, you have this many pills to destroy these many viruses off your screen, and, um, so far it's been fairly easy. I'm very curious to see how much tougher it is and if I'll enjoy that, um, but it is a very simple mechanic, um, And I don't know how much deeper it can get other than, you know, being very efficient with using your pills and, um, you know, clearing the stage in a certain amount of uh, uh, turns, essentially. So, um, yeah, I I mean, it's just a phone game, so uh, it's nothing, you know, that I'm truly excited about. It's just more of something that I had 10 minutes here on, on my lunch break to just kill so uh i downloaded that and played a little bit of it that's
3: cool, cool. was it like i don't know is there is there a paid version or is it just the free ver- is it free
1: uh it is free um i didn't see a paid version of it and i didn't notice any thing that you could buy in the game so but i i didn't necessarily check it out but i'm sure there is a store where you can probably purchase some stuff um, I do think that you can only, and they did this in the, uh, the Pokemon Match 3 game, I forgot what it's called, um, but, um, essentially you can only do so many levels until you run out of hearts, um, and then you have to wait, you know, uh, amount of time before those hearts regen and you can play for so it's, it's kind of gating you as far as progress goes, which does suck.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a little frustrating, but that's okay. I mean it's a free phone game. Can't get too frustrated about it. Right and at the end of the day. Yeah, and if
1: you're just playing it just that, you know, kill some a little bit of time then it it, it works yeah.
3: out. It
1: That's fair. Yeah.
3: Are you gonna keep playing it or was is it just uh something to try?
1: Uh it's, it's something to try but I still have it on my phone and you know, if I ever get, you know, some free time if I'm just sitting down or if I'm outside vaping or something like that, uh Probably whip it out and just (laughs) play a little bit of it.
3: Yeah. Gotta whip it out from time to time. Of course. Um, What was I going to say? Have you ever played uh, Super Mario RPG Fish? I'm sure I've asked you this like a thousand times. No,
1: I haven't. You
3: need to play that
1: game. Okay. Why is that? Because it's fucking awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Fucking awesome game. again. Uh, did that come out on the 360 or 360? <laughs> <Smash. laughs> Came yeah, out on the Super a Nintendo. Smash. Super Nintendo. Okay.
2: I don't think they've re-released it on anything else, sadly. Hmm. I don't. I don't even think it was on the Virtual Console on Wii. Uh... Which, even if it were, that you you couldn't go back and download it anymore because they that that system is now gone. Unfortunately, they closed down the Virtual Console. Yeah. Couple, what was it? A year, couple years ago. So,
1: is it like those 3DS uh, Mario games where it was like art, r- actual RPG where there was hit points and stuff like that, and like you fought?
2: Yes, it oh. was basically the spiritual successor to the Paper Mario games and or the Mario and Luigi games that followed them on the, oh, uh, okay. the DS and 3DS. Um But this, their first stab at it was actually made by. SquareSoft, back in the day, and had a really cool real-time aspect to the combat. Like you still chose attacks from a menu and stuff, but basically all your attacks and all your defenses had a uh, um, like a dexterity component to it. Like if you hopped on an enemy, you could jump again if you timed the jump, the button press right when you landed on somebody. Mm. Um and if you defended, you could like whenever an enemy was coming into attack, you'd have like a different button press for each character. And if you saw which character was going to be attacked and then hit defend right at the right moment, you could block the attack. Um it, w- it was really cool. It was doing a lot of things that just hadn't been done at all when it first came out on the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. The combat was fairly static whenever that was new, but it did it did really cool things, things that people hadn't even thought about uh at the time. Yeah. So Yeah. I think you I think you would enjoy it, Fish, a lot. Uh there's a lot
3: of great humor in there. It's very, very cute in the best way possible. It's it's a very fun game. So
4: mm-hmm. oh,
3: that's why I was curious. Oh, okay. I, I think it's it's worth playing. All right. Absolutely. One of those games. But, okay. Well, I, I think that pretty much wraps up the, the gaming talk, like what we've all played this week. Um, I know Morgan, he is, he's played sky. Like you said, and he played, played a little bit of fire emblem. So more fire emblem talk will come next week. I'm sure a little bit more Sekudo talk. And yeah. So from here, we have the last point of the show we have the patreon shoutouts. So what those are every month um for anyone who uh is at the $3 tier or higher, we do a patreon shoutout to, you know, give thanks to uh who decides to, you know, be a part of that uh ever growing movement within our community on our patreon. So This month is a little bit different. You know, I did a very crazy one last month. I went overboard. I wrote six pages. I made a story. So this month, I decided to tone it down a little bit, and uh, it's going to be led by Fish this month. So just sit down, relax, and enjoy whenever you're ready, Fish.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do here, but... I'm just...
3: (laughs) Alright, give me a second. Give me a sec. Let me pull up the music for you.
4: Alright.
1: Yeah. This one goes out to all our patrons. (laughs) Honestly, Yeah, this feels fucking weird. But, okay. Alright, Core in Space, Danny P, Danny W, Epidemic and Eric. Yeah, Gil Beezy, Howard and Ivan, Joe Kane and Kevin, Larry, Lisa and Michelle, Rev, Rib, Ryan, Cy, Zach G, and Zach H. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that was horrible.
3: Uh, that's okay. Oh. That's all right. That's why we do those things. Because of the inherent... <laughs> Have you... Heard...
1: When's the last time you <laughs> When's the last time you've heard that song, Fish? Um... I don't even know when that came out, but... Yeah, I remember hearing it in high school, I think.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so there, in the chorus The the chick is like going How oh, you like it daddy And in the background right. P.D. Pablo Is just reading all these names like Keisha Sharon and just reading all these names <laughs> So I was hoping yeah. you would know In the chorus that it would be like uh, And I left it instrumental that way There wasn't P.D. Pablo in the background Also mm. reading some names But <laughs> <laughs> At the part where it's like, "How you like it, Daddy?" I was hoping you're gonna be like, "Corn Space, Danny P, Danny Dub, Epidemic, Eric, Gilbeasy, Howard." But I didn't. I didn't brief you, and I purposely did that because I wanted. I wanted to see if you would know that.
1: No, it's been a while since I've heard that song. Uh,
3: it's not a it's yeah. not a great song in hindsight it's it, it's still it's still like if i'm in a club somewhere the next song comes on i'm like oh shit yeah like like <laughs> it's not like oh shit because it's a good song it's like oh shit my childhood <laughs> um, i'm gonna go and dance for two minutes and complain about my knee but um yeah we're we're getting derailed okay so in all seriousness, we we just read out a bunch of names. These are the people that, you know, for months and months have supported us. Uh they're great people. They are awesome people who give back to not just us, but the community. They're always actively involved. They're in our Twitch streams talking to other people who come in. They're, you know, voicing their opinions on the question of the week which gets the conversation going. They're on Instagram and the Twitter talking with other people. They're wonderful people. Um, The fact that they also choose to, um, you know, essentially give us their hard-earned money to help us keep this going is incredible. Um, it's almost unfathomable in some ways because we do shit like this and they're like, Oh, that's funny. Let's give money for another month. You know, let's see what fish is going to wrap to next <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and it's awesome. And I just, I want you guys to know that I sincerely love you guys. Um, you know, I, I made some real friends out of almost all of you, um, who, you know, are patrons in our, in our community. So, Thank you guys very, very much for everything you guys do for us. Um, we love you guys and uh, we appreciate you. So mm-hmm. but that's gonna pretty much do it for the show. Um if if you want to get in touch with us, head over to the Instagram at SwordChomp or the Twitter at SwordChomp. I've been a lot more active on the Twitter. Um. So, you know, just head over there. I, I've been trying to generate a lot of conversations, so feel free to jump in, chime in, have fun with us. Um, if you want to reach us about something more personal, sortchomp at gmail.com is a good way to reach us, or you can DM us if you so choose. Uh, The Facebook, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up getting rid of that. Um, The Facebook was kind of a way for us to explore what works best. Facebook's dead for advertisement. I'm pretty sure I'm going to delete that. Mm. Um, I'm going to make a couple of these announcements over the next few weeks that I'm going to get rid of Facebook, and then it's going to disappear. So if you're, for some reason, on the Facebook but not any of the other social media sites, get your butt over there because it's going to go.
2: Yeah, tell your grandparents to to sign up for Twitter, and and we'll see them there.
3: You know, if someone's grandparents (laughs) are listening to us, I want to personally meet them. Hmm. I want to personally meet
2: them. I mean, but, do we have anyone actually following us on Facebook?
3: You don't, like, seriously? We get, like, a few followers every week. Huh. And it still blows my mind. I'm like... Because, like, like, once a month I'll be like, oh, the new show, I should probably go put it there. <laughs> once wow. a month. We must so have more very...
2: grandparents listening to us than I really thought we did. Right?
3: So. Hmm. Right? Like, uh, what is our... <laughs> to see what our how many people we have liking us or following, we have a hundred people liking us and following us on there.
2: Wow! Yeah. So one percent of our listeners yeah. still use Facebook. That's right. that's impressive. Right, that's higher than but, I would have expected.
3: The same. So if you're one of those people, we're not accosting you. We're not trying to make fun of you. We're just saying, get your butt over the Instagram and Twitter where it's happening. It's happening. Um, we've been streaming a lot more on the Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Come play some games with us. Come hang out with us. Um, I've been doing every Saturday night. Josh has been doing every Wednesday. Morgan, I've been convincing to start getting into streaming finally. Mm-hmm and fish is going to do a redemption stream with me tomorrow which you guys will already hopefully have seen but um hopefully fish starts getting into it from time to time uh the twitch community has been awesome i've been working on connecting with some people been spending a lot of time in the streams so if i've caught your stream um i pretty much everyone i've seen except for like one or two uh has been phenomenal everyone out there is doing really great work Um, I've really enjoyed connecting with people in streams, getting to know people and um, meet different people and make friends. So uh, come hang on at the Twitch with us. Um, You can ask us anything you want. Like if you want to ask me about Japan, you want to ask Josh about the best alcohol to drink. You want to ask Morgan about the best sex toy to use. uh, You want to ask fish about how to grow your biceps. It's all in the Twitch. So feel free to stop by there. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. Like Morgan's already advertised multiple times, if you feel like being a part of the community, join us over at Patreon where you will get access to a secret, top secret, rather, Instagram page for just $5 a month. That's less than a Subway sub. Um, There are many different tiers over there you can check out. So feel free to swing over there at your earliest convenience. Um, i trying to think. So I got the Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Gmail, announcing that the Facebook's going to die a slow, painful, terrible death. Am I forgetting? Oh, yes, we have some side podcasts. Uh, if you are interested in checking them out, Morgan does some interviews with some music composers. Uh, his podcast is called In the Blood. It's awesome. He's interviewed plenty of people like the uh, music composer from Cuphead, the music composer from Tomb Raider, Nathan McCree, and many others. I also have a side podcast that's temporarily dormant right now called Evoking the Sublime. I almost forgot the name of it. It's called Evoking (laughs) the Sublime. It's where um, I detail the history and creation of a video game, and it's often paired with interviews from creators of the game. If you feel like checking those out, please do so. Other than that, um, I think that's going to wrap it up here. Thank you, guys, if you've made it this far. Thank you for hanging out with us week after week. If you're a new listener, thank you for giving us a chance. We love you so much. Um, We're going to be back next week. We're going to be talking, like I said, about more Fire Emblem, a little bit more Sekiro. We're going to talk about fishes in my stream. We're going to be talking about so much more. So. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for hanging out with us this week. Um, I'm Shay. We got Fish. We got Josh and Morgan's hanging out with his wife. Peace.